Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Back of the House podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Easy. And we have a special guest in the house. Mr. Easy, will you introduce Hell our special yeah. guest? Let's go ahead, Mr. Richard. Mr. Richard from the yeah, Whiskey River. Thanks yeah. for having me on, guys. This is Richard Hayslope, known as Little Sweet, west of San Angelo, Texas, out in the patch. Hell Dang. yeah. <laughs> they know you by that? Yeah, that's yeah, quite the entrance. All of them. <laughs> you, can, you can walk Always. into any Walmart west of San Angelo and yell Little Sweet. And I'll be there. Hell How many yeah. Walmarts are there west of San Angelo? Uh, three. Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that including the uh, the neighborhood? The neighborhood Walmarts, Walmarts? They got neighborhood Walmarts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they, I failed to, uh, yeah. to realize that. Yeah. But. Maybe when it, if he goes in there, he's going to be like, who's that? Right. Who's too sweet? Now, Richard, um, well, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you joining us. Thank yeah. you very much. Now, this is your establishment. Is that right? Yes, sir. This is the Whiskey River here in San Angelo, man. This is my place. Oh, that's amazing, man. You got a great setup. We've been here a couple of times. Um, I've been here with my wife several times. And then we've also had a podcast here, too. So we had a guest on yeah. here. And we really enjoyed it in the hospitality. And I know you have... Um, uh, the world famous Faya, she yeah. is part yeah. of this uh, Faya, crew too. Yeah, she lives here, bro, oh, in does. a loft upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you're called Faya, you got to be hidden somewhere. You got to hit. You got to be at that beck and call. <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in the bell tower somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. comes out of this uh, closet that's in the back. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Don't we all sometimes? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right. I guess. She's well, a nice lady. Oh yeah, she is. She's right. a nice she, man. Yeah. Hey, she's the strongest young man I've met in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, there you go. That's a compliment, you know. For I'm sure her son will enjoy that. You know, yeah, both of them will. <laughs> Jason Bourne, especially. <laughs> so, Richard, how long have you been owning uh, Whiskey Whiskey River? So I bought Whiskey River a little over a year and a half, and uh, dude, I've had, never had any restaurant experience. Never. never had any bar experience. Never flipped a burger that wasn't in my backyard. Right. Wow. Ever. Wow. And uh, I was oil field guy. I've been an electrician since my teens. And uh, dude, I just I wanted to try something different. I wanted to quit chasing gas plants, and I just went for it. I, I bought a bar and grill here in San Angelo, and it's been good. It was a challenge. It was a learning curve. Is this sure. the first spot that you started? I mean, you just this said is you the this is the first bar and grill bar restaurant wow. anything I've ever I've ever been behind the countertop one. Wow, I just I didn't realize that this was gonna this is your first attempt. Like this first is your rookie attempt. one, rookie, yeah. yeah. But this is amazing. I just I know. most most people will start off you know somewhere on South Chatterburn, you know, yeah. just yeah. get a little yeah, bar maybe. going, yeah, not straight downtown on the old. Uh, Cooper's uh, furniture or old Western mattress. Yeah, furniture. old Western mattress. Place. Interesting yeah. fact, dude. This building's been here since 1880 something. Really? Wow. And it was a mattress manufacturing place yeah. for right. over a hundred years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was conceived on a uh, Western mattress. Yeah, yeah. I think I think half the populace here was <laughs> conceived <laughs> on a Western mattress. No, my, my mom used to work here. Oh, uh, this yeah, year. way back in the day. Conceiving people? Uh, no, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not, Daniel. Oh, my bad. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I apologize. That, that was so un- uncharacteristic of it me. It was. It was. I was like, I'm, I don't. I didn't even have a good comeback because I was like, this this guy. But going back to our guest. Yeah, uh, true. Sorry. Know, I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. Thanks, but, um, bud. Yeah. Thanks. Um, 
But anyways, uh, and now you have a bar and grill. I mean, it's just it's an amazing establishment, man. I, I applaud your uh, Dude, your I'm brave. You, it was a brave move for you to uh, thank to you very come and much. Start something, especially how long you say? How long were you? Uh, have you been uh, two years almost? Is almost it? two years. We're over a year and a half now. Like I said, uh, last year in March, March first is when I closed the deal. I worked the deal for almost two months. Wow. And uh, I had to move a lot of real estate and stuff around yeah. and come up with the funds. It was a cash it was a cash buyout, so it took a little bit of finagling on my side to get my funds ready and right. dude it was just uh, it was a it was a first of a first of a first for me. It was yeah. a first business purchase. I've started a couple of businesses, done well in those areas and moved on and then on this deal this was an actual business purchase and the reason I purchased it was because I was Back in, if y'all remember, last year in 2021, uh, when the oil prices went to negative $37 yeah, yeah, a barrel, exactly, yeah. I, well, I was in oil and gas. That right. was my business, KTR Energy Services, yeah. and I was doing great. And then COVID happened, and then negative oil prices happened, and it just shocked the oil industry. Right. You couldn't even get into a gas plant because they they wouldn't take contractors. You couldn't even make a sales pitch. You couldn't wow. get into the gate because of COVID. And then the negative oil prices just hurt us all. Yeah. So I wanted to buy a business where you sold a product across the table and somebody gave you funds right then and there. So you never had to worry about not getting paid for three months, six months, right, nine right. months. And that's what got me into this business is it was something that was readily available. And I had to replace immediate cash flow that I lost yeah. from the oil crash that happened in 2021. Right. Wow. So that's what led me to Wesky River, and I just said, you know what? Let's go for it. Never done it before. I'm young. I can recover if this yeah. thing fails. Yeah. And I just pulled the trigger, man. Shot from the hip, and it's been great. Well, oh, almost two years. You say that you've you've been um, open here. You know, most people say first year businesses don't last over a year. I think it's like fifty to seventy percent of first year businesses never keep their doors open for over a year. Uh, and you know, you hear a lot of those kind of numbers, but dude, I think you know, the number one problem is people can't keep their hand out of the piggy bank. That's right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They try to take too much from the business that first year. And if you're not willing to let the business ride and not pull anything out of right. it for a year, you're not ready. You need to start with a side hustle first. Right, exactly. Don't quit your day job and think you're just going to go out there and build houses. Because exactly. you're not going to get paid for at least 90 days. Exactly, exactly. Or even longer sometimes in some other businesses. Um, I always have this itch of, of maybe starting my own business, uh, you know, maybe uh, like a toy store, comic book store, something like that. But I'm always the fearfulness of, you know, okay, I can't just depend on that to pay my other my, my personal bills because it's going to have its own bills to pay for. And you know, that's a scary um, proposition for me sometimes. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll preach to anybody about entrepreneur, entrepreneurism, but never be scared to pull the trigger, but be real with yourself. Like, be real, yeah. You might go 12 months without eating at the table. Yeah, like, yeah. It might be a stretch. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So... Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Um, you know, oh, man. just a, let me get get a backstory of Richard from uh, the Whiskey River. Dude, I'm from a little bit of everywhere. So originally, I'm from Louisiana, mid Louisiana, North Louisiana, uh, Manny, Natchitoches, Shreveport area. All right. And uh, I grew up there. Spent all my teen years there. And then as I turned into a young adult, I reached 18 to 21. 
I just had a natural want to move around. I wanted right. to go explore, like, just like anybody around that age. They're like, oh, man, where I grew up, it sucks. I want to go right. here. I want right. to go there. They got some pitch perfect picture image of somewhere else that's just other than great where you're at. Yes, other than yeah. for where you grew up and mine was florida i wanted to go to florida god damn it i wanted to go. go hunt treasure on the beach there you right? go. i wanted to go just tan my freckles up on the coast <laughs> man so i went for it i went to florida chasing a job a kbr job and i get down there and by the time i drove from louisiana down there it took me it took me five days, not that the drive was that long, but I drove down there, spent some time with my mom in Florida, went to a couple of bars, you know, just your average young 21-year-old guy. Well, by the time I made it to the job site, they had got in trouble because they didn't hire a certain amount of locals there. Huh. So they had to hire, under their contract, 30% of local employees. And in the, they Florida, were, area. In yeah, the Florida area. For the big contract that they were under. Well, when I get there, they didn't have that many, so they wouldn't hire me because I had a Louisiana driver's license. Next thing you know, I get stuck in Florida for almost five years. What? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's a bad thing? Dude, well, Uh, Florida's a great (laughs) place. It's really fun. A lot to do there. But if you don't make a certain amount of money a year, it's not that great. Oh, okay. Because you can see all this stuff and, you know, the boats, the coast. Yeah. That whole coastal life, they call it the salt life over yeah, there. Yeah, of course, yeah. But if you don't make enough money to enjoy that life, it's not that great. No, it's not. It's really? not. If you can't afford to drive 20 minutes to the beach from where you live two or three times a week, you'll quickly learn living in Florida is just like living anywhere else in the world yeah, yeah. if it you're starts poor. Sucking. It starts sucking. Yeah, it, starts, it sucks. Yeah. Because you can see it. But you can't touch it, and you can't enjoy. It. You can't yeah. have your little barbecues on the on the beach because you don't have money to yeah. do all that, right? Exactly. And, the, and another thing was the time frame I was there from like 2008 to 2010 during the yeah, Great Recession. Yeah, session, yeah. As a young a young man of like I think I was 21, like dude, nobody takes you serious at that point right. in time. In the, in the in the as a tradesman, I was an electrician, been an electrician for a while. I knew my stuff. I was good. But nobody takes you serious at that age. So the best I could do was a job with the union for $10.86 an hour. Wow. Wow. With the union. And I had to start off as a first-year apprentice and go to an apprenticeship. Wow. And nothing wrong with the work ethic I had. Just that was the way it was. Yeah. Like, nobody takes you serious at that age. And it seemed like everybody in Florida, no matter what trade you were, made $10 an hour at that time. The journeymen's were only making, like, 19 bucks an hour. So you were lucky to get 10. I got, like, almost a whole dollar an hour more than any other first-year apprentice. Yeah. And that caused riffraff. So I got stuck there. When you're making 10 bucks an hour, you can't afford to move anywhere else. You can barely afford to put a roof over your head. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And, but... Florida did a lot of great things for me. It taught me a lot of things. And uh, that's where I met my wife. That's where I had my first kid. And then, you know, it took me four years to build up enough nest egg to pay one extra month of rent and to, to get my wife situated and my child situated. Gave me just enough money to pay that extra month. Plus the month that I just paid, like if it was February, or it was actually December when I moved out of Florida, I paid December and then I paid January while we were still in December 
and I came out to West Texas in my little single cab Dodge pickup truck. Hell yeah. Little Ram truck. Let's go, baby. And uh, I came out here chasing the oil field. So I applied to like 60 different jobs between Alaska, West Texas, and offshore. 60. 60 jobs. Wow. On a Saturday night. Up, I was up to like 2 o'clock in the morning applying to jobs, sending out resumes. I get a phone call Sunday morning at like 8 o'clock in the morning. I get a phone call from West Texas, a company called uh, Resource Automation and Electrical out of Midland. Well, they're out of Farmers, what, what is it, Farmersville? Farmers Branch? Or Farmers Branch? No, they're, it's New Mexico, Farmersville oh, oh, or something like um, that. Farmington. Farmington, right. yeah, yeah, New Mexico. So I get a phone call from these guys, and they're like, Hey, dude, you want to come out here to West Texas and uh, do some electrical work for us? I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. And they're like, all right, well, uh, how's 20 bucks an hour sound? Dude, it was double what I was making. Yeah, I was like, you're like right. fuck yeah, let's roll. Hell yeah, dude, let's, let's do this. I said, <laughs> I said, when can you be here? I was like, I can be there within 40 hours. It, it was a solid 24-hour drive, but I still needed 12 hours to tie up all my loose ends. Yeah. Pay that extra month of rent, and uh, dude, I packed up a a, a bag of clothes, right. some boots. I had some like wire and stuff in the back of my truck from a job left, a side job or whatever. <laughs> I jumped in my truck. Did you have duct tape? Dude, I had duct tape. Hell yeah! But electrical <laughs> tape was yeah, more yeah, important that at, that is, okay. at that time. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. yeah well, true. So yeah. I kissed the wife by. I kissed the baby by. I jump in my truck with like a hundred and twenty dollars in my pocket. Cash after paying everything up front, leaving the wife some money to take care of the baby and everything. I drove to Midland, Texas. Wow. Well, I get to Natchitoches, Louisiana, which is my halfway point where I'm from, right? And I'm completely out of fucking money. I thought that hundred and twenty dollars would get me 24 hours across the country, and it did not. <laughs> but I had a roll of Romex, a half a roll of Romex. And a bunch of back boxes, game, you know, boxes and stuff from the job. And I sold them to my best friend's dad who was building a new house and just felt sorry for me, I think, for a hundred bucks. Right. Which I knew a hundred bucks would then get me the other half right, of the way. The half, yeah. And then I had a guitar that I'd got for a Christmas years ago that was worth like four or five hundred bucks. I sold it to my friend for forty dollars. So now I have $140 from the halfway point. Yeah. And I drove the rest of the way. I show up to this job like six hours before I told him I would. I showed up at the office at 7 o'clock in the morning. I can see all the guys rolling out. And I walk in and I'm like, hey, I'm Richard Hayslip. I'm here for the job. I drove 24 hours across the country for this job. And she's like, "Who? I, I don't have any information on you, the office lady. She's like, we don't no. know anything about you. Shut up. And she's like, just give me a minute. I was like, no, I talked to this guy. He's the owner of the company. She's like, I know who you're talking about. He yeah. is the owner. Right. She's like, let me make a phone call. She goes into an office, makes a phone call, comes back, and she says, he thought you weren't going to show up. Oh. And I was God. like, oh well, God. I'm here, I'm lady. Here. Well, yeah. She's like, all right, well, you got to go take a drug test. You got to do a background check. Like, she ran me through the ringer. And I was like, no, you don't understand, lady. I have to go to work right now or first thing in the morning. Right. Yeah. I am down to my last $20 bill. That's right. it. I don't even have change in the cup holder. <laughs> I got $20, lady. Yeah. 
I need to go to work now. I need to make the first paycheck I can. And she's like, well, it's going to take three or four days for your drug test to come back. And I was like, that's not an option. She's like, well, the best I can do is start you next week. And I was like, that's not an option. You need to call him back and get something going. And then I didn't know you had to have FR clothes. Flame retarding clothes. Yeah. I'm over here in flip flops and pajama pants. Like, I don't fucking know. Uh, not really. I mean, I was in my boots and pants, but like, yeah. I'm, I'm not They're dressed not for the gear. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a hard hat and all this. Like, right? the electrical work I did was on people's houses. Like, yeah. I just have my boots, my pants, I'm ready to go. So they send me for the drug test. I go take it. They give me a voucher. I go get a couple of FR shirts and pants, and they were able to start me the next day. And but I still didn't have anywhere to stay. I'm in right. Midland, Texas, <laughs> and I slept in my single cab truck for two weeks at the McDonald's parking lot at the Walmart. Really? Up, I think it's on Midland Drive in Midland, Texas, or something like that. It's the one on the north side of Midland, and there's a McDonald's in the parking lot. And I slept at that McDonald's in my single cab truck for two weeks wow, until bitch. I got my first paycheck. Wow! And I only made it because I ate. Dollar cheeseburgers and dollar sweet teas. <laughs> right. And I had to sleep at that McDonald's because it had Wi Fi because I had a Metro PCS phone from yeah. Florida yeah. and it didn't work in Texas. Wow. Yeah. From the time I left like Louisiana, the Metro PCS phone oh, died. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. did not, none of that service exists out here. No, not, it didn't, right? Wow. So you That's just Wi Fi your calls and all that good stuff? Uh, yeah. Well, I couldn't That's talk just, on the phone until right. I went back to McDonald's at. Eight nine o'clock at night. Right. Wow. So also, I got with the service, the service manager, and I was like, "Dude, I need every, I need every pickup call I can get. Send me with any tech. I don't care. I'll, I'll ride with them all night, yes. and then I'll be back here at yeah. six thirty in the morning for the, sh- for my next day of work. Right. 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 And they just let me get all the hours I wanted. It was like a hundred plus hours a week. I didn't wow. care. I was like, what was I gonna do? Go yeah, sleep exactly. in my truck right. at the exactly. McDonald's? Like. Exactly. Yeah. Was not a good time. Ten out of ten. Do not recommend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's that. That's an amazing story. Uh, it kind of shows to the kind of character you have, as far as uh, uh, you got the go-getting character. Right. And you, you just explained itself again. Whatever you you mentioned about opening up the bar. I mean, just I just did it. You know, and that, that's a that's a story that maybe a story that we try to tell people if they want to do something, just do it. I mean. Even though you do you do have to consider every consequences, but still, I mean, if it's worth it to you, just do it. Absolutely, don't be scared. Pull the trigger. Go right. for it. I'm quitting my job tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Richard said. Yeah, Richard said just Richard, do it. Right. Hey, I'll yeah, we, we um, this podcast is is not uh, responsible for anybody losing <laughs> yeah, their houses, right. their jobs, or, or their, their cars, family, right. their, their wife, yeah. and things like that. Okay. Sure, sorry. I mean, take a gamble, dude. Yeah, Especially if if you're under the age of fifty five, like you've got enough time to rebuild, recoup. Like, go wow. for it, man. Don't be scared. So, where where did you, as a, a boy, where did you grow up? I grew up in Louisiana, Central Louisiana, Natchitoches, Louisiana. So that, yeah, man. Yeah, I know you mentioned that, um, and you kind of skipped over your your kid, your child. Hood. But what was your childhood like in Louisiana? Dude, I mean, was, was there a lot uh, of gators around and things like that? No, not really, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I stayed on the water as much as I could as All a right, kid yeah. until my mom moved us from Natchitoches, Louisiana to Shreveport. But my whole life, I tried to grow up just hunting and fishing and always went to work with my uncle anytime I wasn't at school on the weekends or summer break I would always go and stay with an uncle and I would just go with them and go to work and just be their tool boy just be their little tool bitch pick up trash 
How did you get started in the electri- electrical business? Yeah, that's oh, what I was about to ask. At 12 years old, I was going to. Ch- my mom was taking us to a church, and there was a guy there that had a small business doing alarm systems, fire alarms, uh, CCTV, you know, closed circuit yeah. TV, you know, for your security cameras. And uh, he had a son that was adopted, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he didn't want to go to work with his dad, so he was like, hey, why don't you go to work with my dad? He needs some help crawling in attics. Yeah. I'm a small guy. I was even smaller as a kid. Guess what? Yeah. I fit great in attics. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I talked to his dad. His dad's like, yeah, you can get in the attic and pull some wire for me. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. So yeah. at 12 years old, I go to work with him on a Saturday. I spend 12 hours in an attic in... Louisiana, Shreveport, yeah, that's, Louisiana. That's definitely not a. We're talking ninety-something percent humidity. Humidity, yeah. Three digits, yeah. And I spent twelve hours up there. He paid me five bucks an hour. It was the <laughs> best day of my life. I made sixty you bucks. You could have died, bro. There's no <laughs> dying the But it was the best day of his life. Yeah, it was the best. I made sixty dollars. Wow. I'd never, dude. Up until that point in time, I don't think I ever held sixty dollars. Yeah, I yeah. was. I came from a poor family. I came from a single parent family of four kids. Like, what's sixty bucks? I know, like, sixty bucks was a lot to me, man. Yeah. Well, to not a just as a, yeah. not just to a twelve year old, but, but to, to a poor ass twelve year old. Like, oh, okay. Especially like I think Louisiana has a, uh, a lower social economic, you know. It definitely does. The, you know, Especially population compared right to, compared yeah. to like West Texas or you know at least here in West Texas, there's always some kind of help. Sometimes in Louisiana, they, they might not have state programs and things like that because it's not a big state you know with a lot of money so louisiana when i lived there had a population of like four and a half million or five million right. yeah not that's very the big. whole state that's the whole, the state. whole state wow yeah. yeah yeah and uh that's dude, like half houston, your population right? is like no houston's like 12 million or something like oh, that yeah. the, metro, the metro right i think it's, it's like eight million or yeah. four million and then the metro is probably about another you know, four million probably, but yeah, it's huge. So yeah. like the in half the state of Louisiana is, dude. I swear to God, they're on some type of Medicaid yes, or Medicare yeah. Section Eight housing. I grew up in Section Eight housing. Disability probably and so things like that. All yeah. I knew as a kid was I didn't want to be poor my whole life. Right, so right. I knew I had to get money. Well, how do you get money? You got to go to work. Get right. your ass out there, right? Yeah, you got to go out there and you got to earn somehow. Yeah, so it's four million. It's four point six million. But then there's a metro too, so you got right. Well, it just says four point six. Just in the Houston city limits is four point six million. Or in no, Louisiana. in Louisiana, yeah. Yeah, in so Louisiana is four point six million. It has not grown. No. Don't get me wrong. They're out there popping babies out, but yeah. they ain't staying they're there. They're moving to Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, yeah. Florida. But so, what do you think that your work ethic comes? I mean, all that I'm hearing is that you have this good this great work ethic that just kind of stems from your childhood maybe your Dude, family and I someone will tell to inspire you exactly you? where it came from was i knew i was poor as a kid yeah and i wanted more and then it developed from i wanted more to i wanted it all and i yeah. wanted it now all right so by the time I, if you fast forward from the kid that knew he was poor this is how poor i was in school the teachers would pull together and they would put some money together and they would get donations for the poorest kids in that school and they would right right around christmas time they would take all those kids to walmart and they would give them a hundred dollars each yeah i was one of those kids that got taken that got 
took to Walmart and was given a hundred bucks to buy whatever they want. Whatever you want. Really? I bought a jacket that yeah. I could grow into. It wasn't even a jacket that fit. Yeah. It was a jacket that was two sizes too fucking big because I needed a jacket that I could grow into the next couple years. That's crazy. They even thought about something like that. It's crazy, but that's yeah. how you bought that's how you bought your shoes. When you my mom she always made sure we had a new pair of shoes for the school year and we always had school clothes. Mm-hmm. But they were always big enough to grow into. Right. That's crazy. So right? that's a that's a whole different note. I don't yeah. know if how many people ever had to do that or no. been that way as a kid, but right. think about buying a pair of shoes that you knew was a size too fucking big so that you can wear them for the whole year until the next year. Possibly right. next year, right? Yeah. Wow. Like I know that we grew up on the south side of town and and uh, we had a lot of brothers I had a lot of siblings and uh, I don't think I ever had to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe make sure they were big enough for the school year. But I knew yeah. next year, the following year, whether they were cheap ass shoes or not. All the way through the summer of, yeah. of after the school year. Right. Yeah. But she always made sure we had a new pair at the beginning of the school That's year. That's crazy. Now, did you, uh, did you, you say you come from a single parent home? Um, did you know your father? Did you never uh, knew him, man? Never, never met the guy. No. Wow. In fact, I have a couple of half siblings, and me and one of my half siblings, pretty tight. She was telling me, uh, a year ago, maybe it was two years ago now, that he passed away. Wow. Never knew. Never Whoa. knew the guy. I could t- he That's could walk amazing. into Whiskey River yeah. right now, and I wouldn't know who the fuck he was. Wow. I have no clue. Never seen if he that. walked into right now, I mean, that would be kind of freaky. <laughs> like, uh, shit. Because he passed Here away. Here we go, Yeah, because he's dead, too. <laughs> More I'm dead just, jokes. <laughs> no. I'm joking. <laughs> no, wow, I'm, Daniel, uh, way to go, Daniel. Very uncast characteristic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, what's so in here today. <laughs> I always like to make those uncomfortable jokes. People will be like, "My dad was so mean," or "Yeah, my dad was so strict." And I was like, "You got a dad? Yeah. Just be nice, yeah. motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> my dad's uh, still getting milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, he had to go. He had to go work hard to buy that cow to milk it. Yeah, like, yeah, no shit. Exactly. Man, so man, you you've had an amazing story. I mean, we're just barely diving into just a little tip of the iceberg. I'm sure that defines Richard. Um, you know, tell me something else that kind of that you would like for our listeners to know about you. And, yeah, you I'm know, pitching yeah. something on okay. this. I heard through a bird, right? That you went through your whole pretty much uh, high school career on beers and betting on the pool tables. Uh, yeah, it wasn't my high school. It was when I moved or, to Florida and I got stuck in Florida. Yeah. I spent an entire year playing billiards, and that's how I made a living. And I had wow. my wife at the time, and I had my son at the time, who was a newborn. And I played billiards for an entire year because I made more money than I did doing electrical work at $10 an hour. Really? Were you playing like just something like this? And I was people? playing, most of the time I was playing little bars just like this uh-huh. that had little tournaments where they'd have 15, 20, 30 people show up to the tournament right, for a $10 buy-in. Yeah. My wife would give me 20 bucks to go to a pool tournament. That would pay for my quarters, my entry fee, yeah, and something to drink. Wow. I would win the tournament. I played, an example, that one year I played 36 tournaments. I won 34 of those 36 tournaments, wow. and I split first place the other two times of that 36. So you technically never lost. Well, I mean, yeah. I split two of them, but it was yeah. because it was my buddy. Yeah, okay. Like, we'd <laughs> run into each other at the tournament, and we'd, just, we'd split it. Ah, wow. Because he was in the same boat. He, he wasn't working. It was during the recession. He was a 
like a surveyor or something like that. How much so, money do you uh, assume that you you made, or how much money did you? Did you I you bet think you I made? did thirty something thousand that one year. Oh my goodness, in like two thousand eight ish, two thousand seven, two thousand nine, wow. two thousand eight, sometime around That's there. I know it was right before two thousand and ten. Wow. So like right then and there, but for a 21, 22 year old kid, yeah. hell, that was better than being an electrician yeah, at ten dollars sure an hour. Is. That hell comes yeah. out to like what twenty two, twenty four thousand a year. Yeah. So so did you hone your craft throughout the time? I mean, did you said did you uh, or I mean, how did you pick up the skill enough that you were more most confident in your your abilities to you know play the play the room? Uh, he was just born that way, Daniel. <laughs> I was just born that way. <laughs> um, he just grew. He just Funny came story. right out of the womb. So, Single parent family, <laughs> Louisiana, Nac- Natchitoches, Louisiana. I lived in the East Side Projects. Uh-huh. My house address was 420 Shady oh, Lane. Yeah. Dang, all uh, the words that you can Natchitoches, come up with white trash people. Natchitoches, Louisiana, 420 Shady Lane. Yeah. Across the street is a boys and girls club. And I will so, one day pay a visit back to that boys and, boys and girls club. And I'm pretty sad. sure I'll make a big donation to it. But... I grew up there, and they had a pool table there, and I spent every day after school at that boys and girls club. My mom was at work. She was at school. She was trying to get a four-year degree and better her lives. So she always, and that was another thing coming back to it, was she always said, better the next generation, better the next generation. That's all I heard growing up. So that was that that pre-programming that my mom did on us, you know, better the next generation. But I grew up in that boys and girls club, playing basketball, playing football. But a lot of billiards. I played a lot of pool, and we didn't know the rules. Right, like yeah, you throw it all in the triangle, yeah, and you break yeah, the balls. Yeah. That's like that was it. I didn't yeah. know it was called a rack. I didn't know it was yeah. called racking them. I didn't know it was every called day a after cube. school. <laughs> every day after school, every day. Man, that's you know you just hit a uh, soft spot in my heart because I I was at Boys and Girls Club for seven years, so I ran a club and. I would go out there and teach kids how to play pool or play against them, and they try to beat me and this and that. And every day we just playing, and there was some good kids too. I'm like, man, you know, I never told them maybe you could make a living off of this, but you know, I'm pretty sure maybe some of them could have. But so that's, that's awesome. Like, I never got good enough to be a pro that you would see on TV by yeah. any means. I was far away right. from that in my eyes. But what's the definition of being a pro at something? Somebody that gets paid to do something right, for a living, exactly, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So technically, you were a professional. That's that's what I like to tell myself. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I was a long ways away from getting a sponsorship <laughs> and making it on a tour. Yeah, can you imagine the sponsorships if you get like you had one and it, the more money you could, not on top of winning, you still got your sponsorship set that you yeah. can fall back on and things like that. Did you wear a glove? I tried wearing a glove when I was like 21 and I played pool in the league in Shreveport but it was because the humidity was so high right yeah but I quickly learned that when shooting pool wash your hands every three or four games to keep the chalk off your hands and to keep the oils off your hands because that's what makes the stick sticky the stick isn't sticky right yeah your hands are oily yeah and then you get that chalk on there and it's caking up like the blue chalk that you put on your tip right yeah or even the talk, the white powder that you put yeah. on your hands, it eat, it pulls that moisture, and it, it, that's what makes the stick sticky. Right. That's what makes it felt dirty. Yeah, wow. So wash your hands every three or four racks out there, guys, if Thanks, you like bud. to play pool. Oh, a little wow. helpful tip from uh, Richard. How can the you, more you know. Yeah, the more you know. How can you relate your knowledge of pool 
and kind of correlate that with your business knowledge, your aspect, you know, the, your aspirations for, for getting Just into business. Just piss excellence, Daniel. Just that's all he does. People reading, man. <laughs> reading. Watching people. Yeah. That's a good, yeah, that's a good and one. And learning the cats that you're playing with. Learn yeah. how to work them. Right. So one of the reasons I never really got punched in the face that much when I was hustling pool yeah. or playing these tournaments yeah. was because I learned how to be friendly, make friends, read the person. Are they aggravated? Are they not aggravated? Right. Can you make them laugh? Yeah. Dude, there was so many times that I would hustle somebody out of 100 bucks that night, and they would buy me two or three drinks by the time it was all said and done. And I took 100 bucks off of them. Like, it would blow your mind. Like, if you lost 100 bucks mm-hmm. to a guy, would you go and buy him a beer? You're not my friend. No, I just took 100 <laughs> bucks exactly. for you, man. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Well, just learning to read people, man. Mm-hmm. Your people so, skills. It's huge. People skills, it, yeah. it helps you in everything. Even, like, right. here at Whiskey, I got a, I've got, I think, 16 or 18 employees here. Right. I've got 16 or 18 different personalities. Right, right. And they're completely different you never know what you're going to get that day right and then every day that same person changes personalities a little yeah. bit from day to day what's going on in their life right or not just in the d- in day to day even hour to hour sometimes yeah. maybe right. someone makes like, a man well, or, not only that but yeah, they're they drinking having a great day yeah. and eric rocha pops in here Whoa. and spills a drink on the fucking floor yeah, you know, I, I haven't done that more than church. once i'm sure i definitely have not done that <laughs> i've been a good samaritan in this place a samaritan <laughs> <laughs> i've actually worked the door a couple of times no, I didn't even know I was supposed to be working the door. <laughs> That's because you bonded. put that on your resume. No, well, yeah, I'm a doorman now. I'm a I'm a hardcore doorman. So yeah, we kind of just do this deal. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I mean, you have a you have an amazing story, and I'm sure, like I said, it's just tip of the iceberg. What else would you surprise us with? Oh, that's it. That's no, all that's I got. It. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, then he's like a total chick magnet. He gets all the bitches here. Well, he's oh, married, man. so right. Are yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, he's married, still married right? now. No, no, no. Well, I was married, and I was married for eight years. Met her in Florida. We had a, our first kid in right, Florida. Right, had right. our second kid in Texas. Right. But then um, I got a divorce at 30. Okay. And I'd never been single in my life until I was 30. Oh, wow. I dated the same chick in the high school time frame. Right. Dated her for four or five years. We moved to Florida together. She was like, fuck this shit. It wasn't all that you said it was going to be. <laughs> like, she's like, you had a job. It's and not the salt life. It's was, a salty yeah, life. Yeah, she, yeah, it was salty as fuck. <laughs> and she was supposed to have had a job, Not too. the water, guys. Not the beach, but just like, the situation. I had a job when I come out there, and that was not it. So, like, we moved down there, and, like, neither one of us had a job at this point in time. There was no income. So she peeled out after two weeks. So it wasn't the dream life that you probably promised her or told her about. Yeah, right, well, man. she promised a lot on her end, too, because oh, yeah, she said true. she hey. had a job lined up. And I was like, all right, well, I've got a job lined up. Oh, but yeah. I went to my job, and they were like, hey, you know, we broke our contract with the county. Yeah. So yeah. we can't hire you. Right. So she didn't have the job at all. Next thing I know, she's like, you know what? I'm going back to Louisiana. I'm going back to Shreveport. And I was like, all right, bye, deuces. <laughs> we just spent all weekend at the beach. And I was sunburned, 
I mean, like severe. I had blisters everywhere. So I right. think that I would do the same. I had blisters that were growing into other blisters <laughs> and forming a blister metropolis <laughs> all over my body. Right, right, right. And I'm just sitting on the couch. I'm sitting up because I can't lay over. I can't yeah. lean back on the couch. So I'm just sitting like in that hover position that you'd sit on the toilet when you're just right. sitting there playing on your phone. Yeah. That was me on the couch because I can't put my body anywhere else without <laughs> getting my blisters anywhere. And she just walks downstairs one day from my mom's house, and she's like, you know what? I'm leaving. And I was like, all right, deuces. Will you give me some cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, that's a, Can you we'll get me? to the cigarette part here in a minute. <laughs> so she's like, you're not going to say anything other than for that? And I was like, what do you want? Like, you're going to leave? Bye. I'm not yeah. a chaser. I've right, always right. been that way. I will not chase you down the road. Right, right. She packs her shit up in trash bags, throws it in the trunk of her car, and she peels out. Well, whenever we moved down, I drove the U-Haul. She drove her car. I left my truck in Louisiana. So here I am sitting there with no transportation now because my truck's in Louisiana. Right. Because I drove the U-Haul. We're uh-huh. barely a week and a half, two weeks into this ordeal. <laughs> I'm at my mom's house because I yeah. don't have my own place because the job fell through in West Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm at an all-time low at 21, 22 years right, old. Right, right, right. And, and that's uh, so funny, right? Because 21, 22, I mean, we're just starting life, right? But you're you, just starting, man. You felt for you that you were at your all-time low. Dude, I was like, at, yeah, all-time low yeah. here. Most <laughs> yeah. people don't even think about moving out of their mom's no house joke. at 21, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm back at my mom's house. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, what a failure, right? But everybody lands back at the nest at some True. point in time yeah. in their 20s. Of course, of course. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing <laughs> Nope. So uh, she she moves, and uh, later that night, she's already long gone. I finally make it upstairs to the bedroom, and she didn't take any of the furniture, just the clothes and stuff. Right. And we didn't have any nice furniture. It was all like, you know, your 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old type yeah, furniture. Yeah, yeah. And I go to open the drawer where the carton of cigarettes were. She took the oh. fucking cigarettes, oh. man. <laughs> The whole carton. The ultimate F.U. Yes. The ultimate F.U. And ultimate. she left the cart there. Yeah, she just took the packs. Left. She did. She left the wow. fucking box there. <laughs> yeah, wow. What? Oh, can I call her a whore? Yeah, please do. What a whore. <laughs> what a whore. So, yeah, she just leaves, leaves the box there, left the furniture there. Even took, like, a couple of drawers of my clothes. No. So now I'm down to, like, three days' worth of underwear, socks, and clothes that were dirty in the washer machine. <laughs> so that's all I had left at this point in time. Yeah, she's a dirty and little hamster. Here I am. I'm, I'm at my all-time low, man. I'm yeah. down. Yeah. I am down, bro. Oh, wow. So I'm like, you know what? I go up to my mom's room. I look around on her desk. There's, like, $7 on it. Oh, I take her seven dollars. Okay. I go without to her the, knowing. Without her knowing, okay. she's at work. <laughs> All right. All right, mom. We'll this pay is, you back. This is years after she was in school. She got a degree. Yeah. Rad tech. Right. She's in Florida chasing a job over there, so that's how we ended up over yeah. there, kind of. So I take her seven bucks. Uh huh. She had a half a pack of cigarettes sitting on the windowsill. All I right. I take those. Oh god. I put my flippy flops on. Uh huh. <laughs> I walk five blocks to Stingray's Pool Hall in Deland, Florida. It's closed now, but it was there. Uh Uh-huh. And I just, with seven bucks, I start playing five dollars a rack here, there. And uh, next thing you know, at the end of the night, I got a few bucks on me. I'm doing good. Not bad. By the end of that week, I had made twelve hundred bucks playing pool. 
That's what I'm talking about. Paid my mom her seven bucks. Man. Yeah, well, got kept a half a pack of cigarettes. Oh god, <laughs> you didn't even buy her. You didn't even but buy her a, a box of cigarettes. <laughs> no. Just kind of. Damn uh, you! I met I met my ex-wife three days after the girlfriend left. Me and the ex-wife were together. Yeah. And it was like we were married from day one. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So everything just kind of picked up where it left it just, off. Yeah. It was like. And I was, I'd was only ever been single for those three days from the time I was like 16, 17 until the time I was 30. Wow. Two women, whatever, 13-something years. Right. Married for eight of them, two kids, with my ex-wife almost 10 years. And uh, here I am, single at 30, man. In West Texas. In West Texas. In West Texas. Oasis. Which the West and Texas I was way Oasis. closer to Midland than San Angelo, yeah. so it was it was rough pickings out. It's like uh, it's like nine dicks to one vagina out there, yeah. <laughs> and everybody makes oil field money. So yeah, yeah. like, either so, you gotta talk like you got a big dick and a little money, or you gotta you got have both. Yeah. Or, you have both. <laughs> or you gotta you have both. Oh wait, or not a little, little dick, dick and, and a whole lot of money. Yeah. Wow, man. That's, that's the best way. That that's the best, best way, way to go about it. So what's what's um coming back a little bit full circle to now your bar you have your bar here in West Texas San Angelo, um, you know what's uh, your favorite part about owning the bar, and grill the connections the amount of people that you meet that was a big that was a big reason on why I bought it I've been I got really big into to business and stuff like that so I'm one of the big reasons I bought it was making connections man. Being a business owner in a town like San Angelo, be it a bar or a bricklaying business or whatever, it doesn't matter. But being a business owner, getting out there and socializing and seeing what kind of deals I could put together. Because I started investing in San Angelo back when I was 28. I started buying rent houses out here. I picked San Angelo out. I said, you know what, this town's got 100,000 people. It had 104,000 people that year that I started buying rent houses out here. And, um,. Dude, it just, it looked like a town that was going to grow. It's the last town with water. Right. There's no water west of here except for Balmeray. Right. No water. Right. Pecos is the size of a three-foot wide creek. Like, that doesn't <laughs> yeah, count. Yeah. So, it's the last place with water. It's got a, an Air Force slash intelligence base right. where they train, they also train firefighters. It's got all the branches out there. Yeah. It's got a college. It's got a hundred thousand people. Like it's meeting a lot of these rules that I learned about investing. That was prominent to grow. So I looked at San Angelo. I ran with it. Started buying rent houses here, and then went. I was doing my oil field stuff. Started buying rent houses out here, and then I come across Whiskey River for sale. And I was like, you know what? This is my next step in my phase wow. of my my little program or my next five ten years that yeah. i got planned is about a place like this where i'm forced to talk to people mix and mingle all the time and it has led me to more business deals than anything else i was doing before wow and business deals as in what dude i had a um more property or more yeah. property i had a business deal and i almost went through it for it over on oh ivy mm-hmm. out here uh east of us it was a, a subdivision. It had like 68 lots left in it, and I was going to get it for an unbelievable price. These are lakefront lots, yeah, by lake, the way, yeah, and lake. they're like four acres, two and a half to four acres big each freaking lot. They're yeah. huge lots. I was going to get them for almost ten thousand dollars a piece. Wow! Yeah. 
they were going to finance it, 20% of it, and the bank was going to finance the other 80%. Yeah. But the, and sometimes you have to go off your gut. Sometimes you have to ignore that feeling, but I got cold feet, man. These guys are big time real estate investors. Right. And they can't sell these lots on OHI. Oh, yeah. okay. They've had this thing for years. Wow. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. shit. Like, if they can't sell it with their connections, why can I sell it? Yeah, well, and I was getting it for no money in the deal. Right. Dumbest thing I ever did, passing it up. Yeah. Really? I should have bought it. Not that not that anything else better happened, but right. real estate caught on fire the past right. year. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I could have sold some lots at 30000 yeah. a lot right. to got people in Midland, San Angelo for lakefront lots. Got like 20, got your 20 and I'd have made 20, I'd have made 20, yeah. 20 Gs a fucking lot. Right. And there were 60, 68 of them. Right. That's a lot of fucking money to make on the table, and it wouldn't have cost me a dollar to get in the deal. Wow. Dang. Well, I mean, I you win some, you lose some, right? You're right. Yeah, you, you know, that's just someone else got blessed. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You know? Well, I hopefully, hopefully they did it. No, I'm joking. I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they sold it. I think they ended up holding on to it. Yeah, hold on. Well, that's well, that's kind of smart too, because I mean, as as the market grows and and everything else, I mean, there's more. This potential. whole this whole area out here is growing. There's it's yeah. not like there's any more lots on Lake Nasworthy here yeah, right. that are available exactly. for us. So like, right. That's a lake that's 40 minutes away. Like, yeah, true. Those lots are going to go through the roof over time. Right. Now, being a uh, an investor here in San Angelo, uh, in a know with um, a lot of uh, you know other agent real estate agent real real estate investors, where's the money from here in San Angelo? Where where does that come from? How do people make their money? I have no idea how they make their money. Man. That is kind of funny, right? Because uh, we've lived here our whole life, and uh, dude, I swear to God, like you just see these houses popping up. They're like quarter of a million or for what, sale, like four hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand. Yeah, like, $500, wow. and yeah like, these houses that are popping up right now are inflated prices to start off with, right. in my opinion. But like, dude, the best way to make make money is to work for yourself, man. Work for yourself. If you go to work somewhere and they pay you by the hour, there's only so much money that you're going to make. It's what they're paying you an hour. That's right, it. Right. You're you're maxed out. You're capped out, homie. Right. If they're paying you 20 bucks an hour, that's it. They're paying you 30 bucks an hour. That's all you're going to get that's for that it. one hour. That, right. That's exactly how I feel whenever um, I'm thinking about my own job. It doesn't matter how hard or how many more hours I'm putting into, I'm still capped at one at certain amount of money, and that's it. So, so my amount of money for me to put my work boots on or my teeny shoes on yeah. to go do something is a hundred bucks an hour. If wow. it's not a hundred dollars an hour, I'm not going to put my shoes on. I'm going to sub somebody else out to do that job for me. If it's a thirty dollar an hour job, I'm going to pay somebody thirty bucks an hour to go do that job, yeah. and then I'm going to try to capture any amount of money over that thirty dollars yeah. an hour. Wow. Yeah. So where these people here in San Angelo or anywhere else like Austin or those places are getting their money, it's not from working a day job. Yeah. yeah. They're making their money from somewhere else, either working for themselves or getting leverage, getting leverage from a bank or getting leverage from people's time, just like I told you. Yeah. If you're paying somebody 15, 20 bucks an hour to do a job and you're charging $30 an hour for them, so that you're paying them 15, you're charging 30 you're probably making ten dollars an hour off of that person. How many people do you need working for you to make a hundred dollars an hour? You need ten of them. Yeah. You need ten people working for you, and you make ten dollars an hour off of each one of those people to make a hundred bucks an hour. Well, now it's just a multiplication problem. Yeah. How many people do I need to make a thousand dollars an hour? 100. I need a hundred. Yeah. Plain and simple. Makes That's where so people simple. are making their money. Yeah. 
or they're buying a product. See, a lot of people don't have money to buy things in bulk. So, you like, right. so you wanted to sell Dove bar soap. Right. Well, a, a bar of Dove soap costs 68 cents if you buy a pallet of a thousand of them, yeah. probably. Yeah. Well, how much do they sell it at Walmart? For $2.50 a yeah. fucking bar. Right. Well, look at the markup in that. They bought it for 68 cents a bar. They're selling it for $2.50. Now, they got a lot of overhead, but what if you sold it for $1.68 or a dollar or something like that, and you made $0.40 a bar? Like, what if you sold 100 of them at $0.40? That's $40, bucks, right? What if you sold 1,000 of them? Well, shit, now you made $400. What if you sold 100,000? Now you made 40 fucking Gs that year selling bar soap. soap. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just find the leverage. Find it, a niche too, right? Like a niche, some kind of whatever. Not even niche. Look at what somebody else is doing that's successful, that's making money, and copy and paste whatever the fuck it is they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Dude, I've got a buddy in North Texas. This guy would be great for a podcast talking finances, marketing, right. business. Guy He's going to take some of our money now, Daniel. No, I'm this guy sells $500,000 a month in painting jobs. He owns a painting business. Yeah. He hasn't touched a paintbrush in years. He's my age. He's younger than me. I think he's like 32. He's two wow. years younger than me. He's kicking my ass, man. Fucking painting houses, apartment complexes, whatever. Sells two hundred dollars to $500,000 a month in paint jobs. Wow. And I bet he's pulling in 33% of that into yeah. his pocket. Into his pocket, right? Yeah. That's right. But he's That's getting crazy. leverage. Yeah. He's paying a painter $22, $23 an hour. Charging someone else yeah. $50 an hour. And I bet that's I bet those are pretty reasonable numbers. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's where good. they're making their money at. It's not working over here for $70,000 a year or $100,000 a year. I know a lot of people are saying, hey, man, you know what? $100,000 a year would be a fucking blessing to me. Right. It was a blessing when I started making $100,000 a year in the oil field. Yeah. But I quickly learned when you start making 100000 it's not, it's not enough. You want 150,000. Make 150,000. It's not enough. No. You want 200,000. Yep. Your your um your idols that you look up to start getting bigger and grander. The houses that you look up look at are bigger and grander. Once you start getting a $100,000 house or whatever that you make the money to buy a 100, you know, a million dollar house or whatever. That million dollar house doesn't compare to the two million dollar house, mm-hmm. and that's what you start wanting. You know, you know what? I need to make more money to get that two, three, three million dollar house. Exactly. You know, man, that's 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 crazy. I, I just I wish, dude, you I could make have foresight. Like next that. year, you could start making a million dollars a year, and your second year making a million dollars a year wouldn't be a fucking enough. Yeah. It would never be enough. Exactly. As soon as you get to that million dollar year mark, now you got to make four million dollars exactly. a year. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just the hunger. It's to drive the hunger that of, of uh, being a more accomplished than you were last last time, right? Last year, making more money, buying more stuff, uh, producing more, and, and, and being more. Absolutely, that's, yeah. Man, that's 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 us. So I wish I had that uh, business foresight and um, and mentality too. Dude, it's it like, can be anything. And where I got it from was everybody told me as a kid, you got to go to work for yourself. Don't work for anybody else. Yeah. But. Uh, one quick note, Robert Kiyosaki, his quadrant of self-employed or employee, self-employed business owner investor. Read up on it, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, yeah. It should be the base book anybody reads to get out of the out of the rat trap. But dude, everybody told me as a kid was go to work for yourself, man. 
Don't work for somebody for an hourly rate. Don't work for somebody for a piece rate or a salary. Right, right. Go to work for yourself. Charge your own rate. Make your own money. But even at that, that was wrong instruction, man. It it was better than being somebody's employee, but all you did was create a job for yourself at that point. Right. A higher paying job, but it's still a job at that point in time. Because right. you're not making money when you're sleeping. When you start making money when you go to sleep, that's, that's when you're really making money. Yeah. So... At 21, 22 years old, I would go out all night playing pool. I would come home and I would watch YouTube videos on how to become a millionaire. Yeah, dude, it was. I didn't know how else to look for anything, so I would literally Google search how to be a millionaire. Literally, that's exactly <laughs> what I searched, right, right, and everything pointed at real estate. Yeah, everything was like, go out, get a great degree, make a lot of money, invest in real estate, become a millionaire. Go out, start your own business, make a lot of money, invest in real estate, become a millionaire. Everything came all the way back to being in real estate. In real estate. And I'm not saying that's... Now that I'm at where I'm at now and I understand things, I'm not saying real estate will make you a millionaire, but it's a great stepping stone to put your money... A, it's an investment that you can insure. It's an investment that appreciates, and it's an investment that you control, unlike the stock market. Right, right, right. If I went and bought 100 shares of Whiskey River Saloon, San Angelo, Texas, I have no control over those shares. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And control is where it's at. Also, I have no insurance on those shares if they go yeah. bankrupt. Yeah, exactly. So real estate is a great, safe place to be. I never thought about that. You know, it's insured. So if yeah, something goes buy- wrong... I buy a rent house and everybody's it's paid like, for. Everybody's like, well, what if the tenants tear it up or don't don't pay you or whatever? Insurance. I evict them. I get the fuck out of them. Get them the fuck out of there. Well, what if it burns down? Well, God, I hope it burns yeah. down because I got insurance on it. Yeah. I get yeah. a fat ass check. Dude, that's that 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 just blows my mind right there. I mean, because you always have that fear. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get a rent house. No, because we're gonna have some stupid tenants that yeah. will mess it up or this and that. Well, you got insurance for it. I mean, that's what you want them to. For. At this point, you want them to fuck it all yeah. up, and then you can put more money <laughs> into <laughs> that. Dude, I got a buddy who has a rent house up in Abilene. Yeah. And about three months ago, his tenants there—they have an autistic son. Uh-huh. He found a box of matches. Oh boy. He was lighting them in the bathroom or in his room, wow. and he was throwing them in his trash can. Burned the fucking house up. He calls me and tells me, "I was like, dude, why are you sweating?" He's like, "Well, I'm not really, dude. It's just, just." Yeah, yeah. fucking with me, dude. Yeah. I was like, you got insurance. He's like, I already called the insurance company, made a claim. They're sending somebody out. I was like, all right, then chill, man. That's it. I, that just blew my mind. I, I never, it never crossed my mind that, especially, you know, everyone talks about the stock market. Get into the, get into crypto, whatever. There's Let me no blow insurance. Your, I'm about to blow your mind right now. Yeah. What is a 401k? What is it? Yeah, I'm asking, what is a 401k? I mean, for me, it's just something that you can retire on, that you just put money in, either someone matches it's it. Imaginary money. Look up what a 401k is. It is a, a retirement saving account, yeah. okay? You put your money in to that 401k. It gets in, invested in mutual funds, stocks, right, whatever. Yeah. Mutual funds are just stocks. Yeah. All right, so you're investing directly in the into the market. Right. You have no control over no it, control. okay? No control, right, right. You can't touch your money until your retirement age. Exactly, 65, 62, 65. You touch it before then. Penalties. You, you get penalty. a 10% penalty, and you got to pay 20% tax on it. All right, the 20% tax doesn't really phase me, but that's, that's 10% penalty. You're telling me that if I put my money over here, I can't touch it without paying an extra 10%. If you were to take that money and invest it in real estate today... I went and say if I went and bought a two hundred thousand dollar house, 
I put a $40,000 down payment down on that on that house. I The first month I rented out, I get a rent check. I got paid right then and there on that investment. Not when I'm 65 when nope. I retire. Nope. I got paid right then and there, man. Right. So... That's where I don't. I just don't mess with stocks and stuff like yeah, that, man. I'm yeah. sure there's money out there. There's guys that make globs of money. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I mean, look at them. You read about them. You idolize these guys right. out there making money on that stuff. But, dude, I'm like getting paid now. Yeah, yeah. I want. It's like JT Wentworth. Yeah. It's my money, and I, I want, want it, it now. now. Right. <laughs> man, that's that's amazing. It's a great advice. I mean, now for someone that's um, scared about real estate right now because everything's so inflated, like you just said said and. You know, what's something to maybe think about uh, for the future right now? Think about right now for the future. All right. There's never a bad time to get into real estate. Right now is an overpriced time to get right. into real estate. But even if you bought a house that was overpriced, right now, in 20 years, it will not be overpriced. Right, right. You'll right. always come out okay. Wow. So, like, I bought a rent house or a plot of land or whatever, a commercial property, Say I paid, say it was a $200,000 house and I overpaid by $40,000. The market fell out of the bottom and six months from now that house was worth $160,000. I'm $40,000 upside down. Well, the bank's not going to come get you for $40,000. They don't give a shit as long as you're making your mortgage payment. All they care about is getting that interest payment. Mm -hmm. So then I hold on to that property for another five years and now that house is worth two hundred and twenty thousand. Well, now I'm back up twenty thousand dollars, to whereas I might have been below by forty thousand, because I overbought it by forty thousand. But it's gonna come up. You just have to sit in it. Real estate's a long-term game, and it's not a it's not a fly-by-night game. And the other thing too, you can borrow against it too, right? That's I mean, right. you can you can use um, the uh, equity, or you can use whatever oh, to. Oh man, to that's the, the beautiful part about it, is, dude. Every 10 years, you do you go do a cash-out refi, and when you take out that new loan and say that house that was that you bought for 200 is now worth 300 and you go pull out a new cash-out refi, and you pull $40,000 cash out of that refi, that money is tax-free. Tax-free. All right, so I go spend that $40,000 in my company, my real estate company. Mm-hmm. Now I've got $40,000 of write-offs. Yeah. So now, my company on paper looks like I'm forty thousand dollars in the hole, right? Because I borrowed an extra forty thousand dollars against that house, yeah. And I didn't pay a single penny of tax on that forty thousand dollars, and I got to spend every fucking penny of it. Wow! And I wrote it off on my taxes, right? And you don't have to wait for it, like no, it's it's not a stop. Went up to the bank, we went and did a closing, or they went and did an appraisal, did a closing, yeah. Boom! And I'm sitting there with forty grand. Right, and that's the thing. People don't teach that. There's, there's no you such thing that as in high school. Yeah, man. you don't learn that anywhere, really. Maybe, maybe a touch in it on college, but it's more of um. I never even heard the, it in college. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I so, went to college for, oh man, three semesters. Right. I went for engineering. I didn't go all the way through. Never heard a single thing about finances. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't what I was going to school to study. Yeah. Never learned anything about it in high school. No one in my family ever taught the next generation what to do with your money, how to invest or anything like that. All I knew is you live paycheck to paycheck, 
and that was it. Right. That's why everybody told me, go work for yourself. That's Be- why my mom said, yeah. better the next generation. Right. But she didn't know what to tell me. Right. Yeah. She didn't know to say, hey, this is what you need to do with your money. Don't overspend. Live right. within your means. Right. Dude, all I knew when I was a kid was if you made $2,000 a month, you spent $2,000 a month. Dang. Yeah. So, Man, that's that's amazing to uh, to uh, listen to that. To um, it's inspiring. I mean, I, I know I'm pretty sure that um, anybody that's listening to to us is listening to your story. And even though it's been only a 30 minute story, you know, it's very inspiring. I mean, just from starting from nothing, going through the Boys and Girls Club, you know, working your way up to uh, being a professional, quote unquote, pool player, and then being a successful business person. You know, that, yeah. that's that's just um, something to uh, really. Uh, hang your hat on for real I guess so when you put it like that but I still feel like I'm behind all the time well what makes you feel that you're behind dude just where I want to be at man I always feel like there's more out there like I said earlier I I want it all and I want it now it's like when you when you accomplish something it's like I accomplished it now what's next it's the same thing you make a million dollars a year that ain't jack shit now now you want to make four million well what's next for you man all right, so I'll say it on here. I'm going to start a company. I'm not going to give out the name of the company. No, we're not. But it's going to be where I make products. Okay. And they're going to be all made in America. All right. The materials are going to be sourced from America. And that's going to be the whole gesture of the company. Just like GE used to make everything. They made your blenders. They right. made your your everything. They made your toasters. TVs. Everything. Your TV. Washers, all of it. Your refrigerator. Dryers, yeah. Everything. That's my next thing. That's my next step. That's cool, man. But uh, it's going to start off with like wood products and things of that sort. They're going to be American-made, made in America from American resources. Right, right. Made by Americans. Right. Is that hemp and product stuff? Is it hemp? No, it's no. not going to be hemp. It's just going to be everyday wood products. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. Shout out, Alan. So, you know, like <laughs> Ikea makes, uh, they, yeah, they yeah. make their bookshelves and stuff right, like that. Right, it's yeah. a particle press wood, and then yeah. they put a lamination on the front of it to make it look like some type of wood. Yeah. I'm gonna build it out of real wood, and it's not gonna take a single tool to assemble. Wow! So like IKEA furniture, you gotta get the screwdriver right. out, you gotta make or you gotta get the little Allen key kinda, and all yeah. that. Yeah, you gotta yeah. do all that. Allen key Everything bullshit. is gonna be slapped together, glue, you know, slapped together, put together, smashed together, whatever you want a terminology on it, and yeah. then it's gonna be like a do it yourself. You put your own stain on it, you put your own paint on it, Dang whatever. It. <laughs> so it's gonna be like a little do it yourself thing. That's just phase one of it. Dang wow. it. I wow. think I need to use this for my OnlyFans, like putting stuff together. I think the women like just, to see all that shit. Just without any socks or shoes. Yeah. Okay, you're talking it all the way naked, yeah, bro. Because now I don't need any tool belt. Only fans. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't need know, bro. Tool you belt. got to wear the tool belt. Yeah. If you don't wear the, anything else at all, no you got tools. to wear the tool belt. I thought so you said I didn't need no tools. You don't need a tool it's belt. It's gonna be a beer tool belt, you know, Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Just yeah. like a little ziplock bag of ice and Hell a, yeah. a, a fucking stone in there or something, <laughs> yeah. an ultra. So how soon is this uh, business uh, project? It's coming up come? right meow. Right meow. Wow. Yeah. So I'm looking at moving some things, selling off some real estate. I've got a few more properties to sell off. And then I'm pulling funds together, looking at some CNC equipment, and I'm going to start kicking this off. I'm just going to go for it. Should, Shoot from the hip, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's your mantra. That sounds like um, something you've lived by most of your life already. Shoot from the hip. Just, just, just do yeah, it. Didn't. I mean, like Nike. So when you're super poor, like I was when I was growing up, you didn't like 
what 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 would what was the worst? What's the worst thing? Like, You've been at the worst. If you, know? you got twenty dollars <laughs> left to your name, what's the worst going to happen? You don't have any money when you're when you're used to living like that. It doesn't matter right. anymore. Like it's not. Well, I'd like to let you know you don't have to buy any shirts two size bigger anymore. Yeah, no, I don't no. think you're gonna grow anymore. Bro, I've been the same size since <laughs> like the sixth grade. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only direction I'm growing out is round and out, <laughs> yeah. and it's happening, man. Join I'll tell it, you join what. Join the dude, club. The 30s have hit me like a freight train, man. Wait till the 40s. The 40s get better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. depends on what your definition of better is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're going for the rounder, if you're going for the more rounder effect, a better yeah, rounder. If you want a better rounder, yeah, the 40s. Yeah. You get the more 40s. More rounds? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, man. For sure. Yeah, that, well, that's amazing that you have that business venture coming up. Is it going to be based here in San Angelo? I plan on it being yeah. here. That'll be amazing. Yeah, that'll that's, be amazing. That's what I plan on, but... Dude, and, and not just that, like, that's not all I'm about is business. Right. Dude, I started playing golf a year ago. Okay. I got highly addicted to it. I was playing golf five, six times a week. There you go. That's, that's like that's, once that's every day. That's pretty good. No, I'm Dude, <laughs> I was not. And it took me a while to get even remotely decent enough to stand playing with somebody else because right. I felt like I was holding them up. What yeah. were you playing at? I was playing at... Uh, Bentwood, Bentwood Country Club here, Quicksand, and then out there at Riverside, or what is it now? Oh, yeah. River Ranch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, dude, got highly addicted to it. And for the past year, I took the whole year off, and I just played golf, played up here at Whiskey with the business, and, dude, this past year was great. It gave me some time to rejuvenate, get the right. juices flowing, take some time off. Got back together with the ex-wife. Okay. Hell hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out. Yeah, Shout a out lot, to X A lot of things. Yeah, she was just over here looking at us while we Oh, yeah, ago, I saw someone kind of I was ignoring down. the phone calls. So, oh, yeah. yeah. What's she doing? What we were doing? We were well, I told her what we were doing, but she's been over here blowing the phone up, so yeah. I've just been ignoring it. Hell, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, well, we apologize ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just because you never know. Uh, uh, she'll I mean, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But so, what's your um, your next plan for the next couple years for Whiskey River? I have a company that's a holding company, where I put all my business and assets under. So, like Whiskey River is owned by this company, and my main plan with that company is to buy and sell companies. So, Whiskey River is kind of like a, a short a short stop for me. Yeah, it's only it's only meant to be here for a couple of years. Right, it is what my plan is. You never know; I might hold on to it for a while. Just right. never know. But my main plan was when I bought it was to turn around, flip it, and sell it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm close to that point. You never know. But somebody walked up right now and was like, dude, I'll give you 600000 for it. I'd sell it. Right, right. And then I'd go make wood products. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they wow, went back of totally his. Different. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's this whole chunk of real estate he needed to sell, yeah, right? Yeah, man, that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, oh, man. And I see you have a lot of things going on right here, especially like a dark game and things like that going on, right? Oh yeah, we got the uh, we got the cornhole guys out here throwing throwing bags tonight. They're having a good. They're here every Wednesday night. Yeah, we like to throw some cornhole. These guys are all about it. They got jerseys on, man. Look, I see that. Yeah, they, yeah, they take this. They take this game really serious. Yeah. yeah, dude. And what's crazy is these kids playing, man. There was a kid in here a couple of months ago. He was 14. Hear this out. 14 years old. Just started his freshman year of high school or something like yeah. that. He's already sponsored cornhole guy. He wins all the local tournaments. Number one ranked player, I think, in Texas or wow. out here on this side of Texas. Yeah. Already has sponsorships. If he keeps going like he's going, 
He's not even going to go to college or anything. Just go play cornhole professionally. Yeah, that's, a, be that's on easy, right? Be on he ESPN have to, three. He doesn't have to run a forty and four point six seconds or anything. All he got to do is just pick up a bag every ten minutes. Yeah, he's going to go throw cornhole for a living, <laughs> dude. Sponsored by Bush's baked beans. Hell yeah, know, right? And he's Bush lights. <laughs> yeah, these guys are on ESPN, man. Yeah, I know. I'm on ESPN three. He's <laughs> dude, he's already got sponsors. Yeah, it's he's fucking done. crazy. It, it is crazy. It's a crazy. Uh, you know, um, you know, the business that people can get. It's into just a crazy time to live in, right? You just it, go you pick know, up beanbags. Yeah, it is. It every is a crazy ten minutes. Time. You know yeah. what I mean? Some people are living a lot of uh, my dreams right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> Everybody is. Everybody is. You right. mean to tell me I can sit in the backyard, eat bushes, baked beans, and drink bush <laughs> yeah. light, and cornhole, and get yeah. paid? Yeah, I'm in. Right, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> What's I ain't up? even mad at you. Like, uh, come on with it. What's the one of the most? Like, I guess. The biggest skill to have or knowledge to have about owning a bar, other than I know you said people uh, skills, but what's what's one other thing specifically for the bar and grill? Watching everything, taking inventory. If you own a bar and you do not take inventory, you are losing money. When your employees take a shot for free, that loses money. If your employees are over pouring drinks, you're losing money. If your employees are even under pouring drinks, yeah. you are losing money because your customer is not getting the best bang for their right, buck. Right, right. And they're not they're going to go they're not going to buy that drink or buy yep. something else again, yeah. Yep, they'll go somewhere else because your drink didn't taste right or your drink wasn't right. You don't ever really have a problem with under pouring. Always a problem with over pouring or giving customers free drinks. Say like you got a customer I've got customers and I see these tickets all the time. They tip $100 no matter how much they spend. Yeah. They come in here they tip a hundred bucks on a sixty dollar tab, a hundred and twenty dollar tab. They spend a hundred and sixty bucks. They tip two hundred dollars. Right. So, generally, what happens is people like to give those type of customers free drinks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're phenomenal tippers. I understand that. You want to make your money, right. but yeah. So like, comes at the cost of you. Yeah. So what people don't realize is, I just looked at my inventory for the past two weeks, and I was short three bottles of Jameson. Okay. This is directly due to overpouring. Wow. All right. Wow. Yeah. Now, when I say I'm short three bottles of Jameson, I probably sold 22 bottles of Jameson across the counter. Right. All right. Like, it's like eight bottles a week or 10 bottles a week or something that we sell. So, like, when we're moving that much product, three bottles really isn't that much when you think about if you pour a one and a quarter, a one and a quarter ounce shot. If you overpour that by a quarter of an ounce, that's now a one and a half ounce shot. You really can't tell that much from the eye. Yeah. But it's an overpour. Now, what if that happens half the time that you pour a shot? Yeah. It adds up. Adds comes up. up to three bottles. Well, how much does a bottle of Jameson cost? We buy 20, a liter. Twenty-four bucks. Yeah, we buy liter bottles. You buy three quarter. You buy seven hundred fifty milliliter bottles. We buy liter bottles here at the bar. Well, that liter bottle cost me about the same you pay, about twenty-four bucks. Right. All right. Well, that's three bottles times, let's round it up to 25, make even numbers here. That's 75 bucks. And everybody's like, oh, well, you want 75 bucks across 24-something, 22-something bottles. Well, that's on one one series of bottles. All right. That's just across two weeks, okay? Yeah, yeah. But out of that that $75, the $25 a bottle, that that bottle was supposed to make me 100 bucks. Yeah. So not only am I out the $75 in product, right. but I'm out the $400 uh, 
and potential revenue I would have made off of those four, those three, four bottles, man. Yeah, see, crazy. see, people like, like they don't me, think about it. Like don't that. think about that. It's like, oh, yeah. well, we just lost seventy five bucks. Well, we just, it's just I made. You, you, as as, no, no, you only look at it an ounce. Like you only look at it as a shot. Like you're yeah, just like, you look at I, it I like a quarter, like, quarter of an ounce. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's just a shot. Whatever. But you know, those shots kind of you know add up. All right. Say, but say it's one and a half bottles a week. Or round it up. Say it's two bottles a week times fifty two weeks. Fifty two. That's hundred and four bottles a year. At a hundred dollars a bottle of potential sales that I would have made. Yeah, that's that's a, a hefty yeah, that's a lot of money. That's yeah, over that, like a, what ten thousand dollars? Yeah, that just turned into ten something thousand dollars that you missed out on potential yeah. sales, my guy. By overpouring an ounce at a time, a, a quarter a, a, of an ounce at a time. Dang, that's crazy, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, that's now a, that's just one bottle. Yeah. Dude, Look at the look at the bar back here. How yeah, many bottles exactly. do you see up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every one of those bottles may have a one or two, three lost potential every every two that's weeks, right. like he says. That's, that's right. And so that's ten thousand dollars for one bottle. If there's fifty thousand fifty bottles up there. That's what I mean. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. I guarantee sometimes. you, on overpouring, we probably lose sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year. Wow, that's crazy. On overpouring. Uh, now, what if every one quarter of, those, of an ounce? If every single one of those, think about it. What's what's seventy thousand, man? How many people make seventy thousand a year? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How many how people many make less than seventy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Combined household incomes. Yeah. Dude, I guarantee you, fifty percent of America makes less than yes. seventy thousand yeah. dollars yeah. combined household income. Seventy yeah. percent of people. Well, seventy thousand dollars a year. I think like they only said like thirty-five percent of Americans make that make that much money. Exactly. Yeah. One percent only make a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, you're over in the, you're in the top five percent if you yeah. make over a hundred thousand. Right. I'll, I'll even that. Google it right now because it's pretty important information. Yeah, yeah. and you're I'm losing, losing that. Yeah, I'm I'm losing the top whatever five yeah. percent of America <laughs> yeah. on overpours at a single bar. Yeah, think about and it this nationwide, is San Angelo, right? The yeah. San Angelo. Yeah, think about think about it nationwide. How much overpours oh. going on across <laughs> all the bars? And how many people don't even take inventory? I take inventory. Yeah. I pay. I have a, a system that I pay a monthly subscription to that we enter it in twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. So I entered in Monday to catch all the weekend sales, our busiest time, and then on Friday to catch Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday sales right. Right. on Friday morning. So, dude, I take more inventory than anybody else in the town of San Angelo that I know of, and yeah. I know quite a few of the other bar owners. They don't take inventory like I do. Right, they just I shrug their it. shoulders. They shrug it and, and yeah. brush it off. So whenever, right. whenever I sell, I'm drinking right now a seven and a seven. What are you drinking over there? Uh, of course I. Of course I. I'm saving you some money, so it's a water. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not saving me any money. You're saving you yeah, money. Saving, yeah. <laughs> so on my seven and seven, you know. Shit, I don't even forgot where I was going with it. Yeah, yeah. You're going overpours. 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 Yeah. Shit, I still forgot where I was going with it. I need another seven and seven. <laughs> right, right. No, but regardless, it's just one product. Now, now, how about all the other product, products that you sell here? You know, maybe food-wise or oh, food-wise, yeah, like that. I say, mean, that just adds more. Say, like I got 16, 18 employees here, right? Right. Say every time they work, they get a free meal. Yeah, exactly. Right? Where is that? That's sixteen meals a goddamn. Or yeah. not, not every day do I have sixteen employees? On average, I have six employees a day. But on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I've got three or four servers, yeah. four bartenders, two kitchen staff yeah. at night, 
a bar back, a dishwasher, a busboy, and a door guy. Right. That's just night shift plus the day shift. Man, I've got probably 12 of my 16 employees working Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Yeah. And you add that up across the year, across the whole year. Like That's additional an, yeah, on top of it. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. So, That's, like, I sell a hamburger and french fries for about 12 bucks here. Yeah. And our hamburgers are not like your Walmart or your McDonald's hamburgers. Yeah, they are. My thick. hamburger cost me three something dollars to make. Yeah. I sell it for twelve dollars. Alright, so a quarter of it cost me just in material to make right, it. Right. A quarter of it cost me yeah, that yeah. in employee wages. Right. And a quarter of that goes towards the rest of the expenses of having a bar, your insurance, yeah. your rent, your gas, your electric, your license, everything else. Yeah. And then if you're lucky, out of that twelve dollar hamburger, you're taking two fifty three dollars home with you yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. If you're lucky. So lucky. twelve times sixteen in a day, and you're hoping to make three dollars a hamburger right. because the other seventy five percent of it's cost. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. And people don't think about it. patrons don't think about that, right? We just nah. say it's just a ham it's fries. What what is it what does it matter to you? You know, like you throw it away. I remember once I was at a restaurant and my wife ordered, a, I think it was a hamburger or something, but she didn't want the lettuce and tomatoes. And she didn't tell the person that she didn't want lettuce and tomatoes. He got kind of upset. He's like, you should have told me. I wasted lettuce and tomatoes on you, and you should have just told me that you didn't want it. I wouldn't have put it on there. I wouldn't have wasted that money. Now i got to throw it away. And I was like, I never thought about that. That is, Even though it sounds nitpicky, yeah. but it all adds up. But that, that's a crazy deal. Like, like. I don't know. I've worked in a lot of restaurants, but yeah, that I mean that is true. You know, like even today, like my kids, dude. I swear, I wanted to punch them in their face. <laughs> like we went to McDonald's in the morning, right? Right. Go have breakfast. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I asked Damaris, I was like, "Hey, what do you want?" She's like, "I want the." Um, she said, "I want pancakes, eggs, and bacon." Right. Right. I said, "Okay." And I said, "Blaze, what do you want? Pancakes, eggs, and bacon." All right, cool. Well, on the McDonald's menu. All they have is a pancakes and bacon. Yeah. And they got the big breakfast, which is pancakes, eggs, sausage, and a right. biscuit, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, shit, I guess I might as well just get them the, the other one because then I'd have to pay for the sides yeah, of yeah. eggs and whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. This mother truckers, both of them, <laughs> they ate just the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> they left the eggs because yeah. they were like, they just don't taste good. Uh, ate the hash browns. Uh, ate the bacon. Uh, but the eggs and the biscuit, they threw away, and yeah, and Damaris threw away the hash browns. It's the just like, bacon is the most expensive thing on that entire yeah. plate. And then after that, I was all like, "Dude, y'all should have just told me you just want, didn't <laughs> you just wanted the you know?" But the fact that y'all said eggs, right. that made me cost another two dollars. You know what I mean? And I could have saved you know like at least six bucks if I would have just gave them one one breakfast, deluxe breakfast, and let them split that shit. That's funny. So the average. But I threw away everything. I threw away just about two cir- two entrees. Circling back on what we what, yeah, you, what yeah. originally started all this, um, the average median income in two thousand and nine was sixty eight thousand dollars. So the average household income is about what I lose a year. Yeah. In in overpours, in right? Overpours. And then you were talking about your kids with the bacon and the eggs yeah. and all that. And it comes back around to the original question is, what should you know as far as owning a bar yeah. owner, that one skill or trade or whatever? Yeah. 
it's knowing your numbers is that the knowing correct answer. Yeah. Like you said, they threw out threw away their eggs and bacon. I know that a slice of bacon cost me nine to twelve cents, depending on who I buy it from, what time yeah. of the year, and all that. Twelve cents a slice of bacon. Right. You gotta know those numbers. Yeah, you have to. You, you gotta to. know exactly how much it costs you to make that hamburger. You get a bacon cheeseburger. You better goddamn know that each slice of that bacon on there is twelve cents. How much is <laughs> each little cheese? That's right. Yeah. So whenever yeah. you go to a restaurant and they charge you a dollar for bacon and they give you two slices, they they're kind of ganking you a little bit. But that bacon costs them twenty four cents. Yeah. So if they mark it up. 4x, which is pretty common for restaurants, three to right. four x. That's going to cover their cost of four every- times, Daniel. Oh yeah, four times. Absolutely. Over here, killing me about marking up my cars. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no I've right. heard the prices of your cars. You're, you're exactly. Them. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. We're not and talking about the car dice. All right, bye, bye, guys. <laughs> bye. All right. What's uh, what's the? Uh, I know maybe in. Manpower paying for employee salaries is probably your biggest overhead, but what's the second biggest overhead? Or is what is your biggest overhead? The biggest overhead is always your labor costs. Yeah. And your goal is to be twenty five percent and under on your labor costs. Oh wow. Okay. The other and then twenty five percent towards the cost of product, cost of goods. Yeah. That puts you at fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah. The I wonder other, why you sell sent Faye home every two days. <laughs> <laughs> the other twenty five percent is your your known cost that you're going to have you know what your rent is you know what your insurance is you know about what your electric is going to run every month all those other expenses are your are your costs 75% of everything that you sell are is already spoken for right off the top right so you're shooting to take home 25% if I sell a $4 beer I want to take home a dollar if I'm lucky right and that is, that's not in count, uh, including maybe something else that you, you need to replace up. Some tables, um, yeah. you know, the felt on top of the pool table or something. All these other unexpected expenses, too. That comes out of that 25%, I have, right? I have five five-ton air conditioning units on go. top of this. There you go. If I lose one of them sons of bitches, I'm out like 12 or 15 grand. They've got to bring a crane in to put the AC unit on top of my building. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Let's not yeah. even talk about the amount of glasses. Right? Yeah. So, dude, so like, I just bought. This is funny. <laughs> You're sitting here drinking a 22-ounce rocket, as they call hey, it. Hey, shout out. But uh, it's not that big, okay? No, I'm joking. No, they're, they're 22 ounces. I just bought them. I know. Wow, just call like, me out, bud. So, I'm not an alcoholic. So Atex <laughs> Restaurant Supply charges you $9.57 per glass of one of these. Yeah. Wow. I just bought four cases of them the other day. Wow. But I bought them online for $68 a case at, okay. a, at a dozen a case. Uh-huh. But I constantly have to buy new glasses. Like, these are reoccurring costs that never go away. Right. So that that comes out of your 25% that you want to take home. Yeah. Well, goddamn, if I'm spending, you know, $400 a month on glasses, like, in forks. I don't know why the hell people still forks. But, but they, they do. do. <laughs> you would be surprised. When they ask you for a to-go box and they slide their food in that to-go box, they slide that fork in there also. Right. Oh, God. Forks aren't expensive. Yeah. Or a dozen of them, it's like $2 at right. the, at your restaurant suppliers. They're yeah. pretty pretty cheap for the restaurants. Right. It's not like when you buy them at Walmart. But yeah. still, man, good God, I buy 200 forks every goddamn month. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. 
And it comes, it comes, and when you really want to hit home, you think about it, it's taking food off your kid's right. table. Yeah. When yeah. somebody steals a shot glass or steals a pint glass or steals a fork, that's money that was intended for my family. Right. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. It just, it is, it's part of the game though. It's right. A, it's one of those costs that you are willing to swallow. And that's why restaurants and bars market up three or four X because they got to pay for all that. Yeah. yeah. True story. All the, all the, uh, um, Intangibles, right? All this, everything that you you don't see, some that that can be expensive too. Uh, the it, things that you don't see, even like these tables, I have to buy new spacers for the tables to keep them level. Yeah, you'll look around a bar or a restaurant, you'll notice napkins under the yeah, tables. Yeah. Well, I'm buy these spring loaded auto leveling pegs that go on the bottom of your right, table. Right. I gotta buy a new bag of, you know, I gotta buy a new case of them every couple of months to replace them because people drag the tables around right. and all that they break or they come out. So I buy new ones and I put them in, and it's just little things like that that'll nickel and dime you. Well, and nickel and dime, especially the aesthetics of the place too. That that goes into the cost. Uh, that's a big thing. I'm yeah. about to repaint this place, and since I'm luckily I'm going to do it myself. But if I wasn't, like I was telling my friend that has the paint business up north Texas, dude, it would probably cost me twelve grand to get this yeah. place painted. That's why you go into a lot of bars and a lot of restaurants, and they're not updated. They don't they don't go through the hassle of painting it every right. four years or whatever. It costs money, right? And it comes straight out of your bottom line pocket. Yeah, your pocket. Yeah, that's your right. own pocket. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's money that you don't get to take home. That's money you don't get to go on a vacation with. Right. That's you driving the same truck another year. Yeah. Because you gotta paint your establishment yeah. yeah true story wow wow that is nuts there's so many different uh you know ins and outs of owning a business owning a bar restaurant um that you know just people don't understand don't, don't ever get to um think about or hear from you know especially from the owner itself it's it's really interesting and it was a lot of kind of known things that i knew about but i didn't know about this industry because yeah. i've never been yeah in right when the, did you when did you feel like you like you're like all right that's it you know <laughs> like what was your that's it moment like you're like i'm gonna have to go hire this uh these people to kind of uh, invest into uh um getting my pores down or or um you know figuring out like i don't know just any little little thing that kind of costs you money so one of my biggest problems is i'm a researcher yeah if if i want to buy something i'll go read everything i can on it right. if i want to go buy a new pool stick or a new sign for the bar or new anything. I want to go home and I'm going to read every piece of information I can. I just poured epoxy floors on my house over. Yeah. I bought that new house over in the Bluffs, and I told you about the epoxy yeah, floors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I poured those. I read everything I could read on it, watched every video I could, studied it as much as I could. Hey, I still fucked it up. Cost me, <laughs> cost me two grand fucking it up. I had right, to redo right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, like, I just read everything I can. Right. Like, how do, how do I make the most money out of a bar that I can keep inventory right. track everything know your numbers research 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 yeah. research research you're sitting there taking a dump on the toilet don't click on TikTok read something right. you're laying in the bed trying to go to sleep at night don't turn the TV on and watch fucking Game of Thrones bust <laughs> open guilty your, yeah <laughs> bust open your YouTube and go to biggerpockets.com and watch an educational video on finances or making money or real estate something yeah research something that's going to give you a return the thing is that no one else is going to do it but yourself no that's one else right. is going to give it to you but yourself so if you don't have your own drive 
what else? There's no one else is going to give it to you. Drive's a huge thing, man. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, many Daniel people. Start selling your eBay I stuff, know. but come on. Uh, my eBay. Come <laughs> on, eBay. Buddy. They're all selling it on Amazon Prime. Hey. Hey. Yeah, That's what I've heard, yeah. Just yeah. Put it on Amazon. Yeah. Put it on Amazon. Dude, I've got friends that are doing that Amazon stuff. I got one of them. All right. Let me see how I can say this without giving anything away. All right. So he buys a product. Right. Okay. And he buys quantity of it. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and resells it on Amazon. But what he does is he removes it from the plastic wrapper, right. puts it in a paper wrapper, mm. just repackages it, yeah. marks it up. I don't know how much, but I imagine at least a hundred. Uh, he marks it up double what he bought. If he bought it for $5, he probably sells it for 10 with a markup, but all he did was pull it out of the plastic wrapper, put it in the paper wrapper, mark it up and sell it, because there are people out there that only want to buy products that come in paper wrapper, no plastic, and they will pay the money not exactly. to buy it in the in the plastic wrapper. Yeah, save the turtles. And they've got no idea that this guy is just pulling it out of the plastic and putting it in paper. That's that, awesome. That goes along the lines of my uh, my next business venture that I was thinking about doing. All my business your ventures next? are always what thinking. What was your first? No, I'm saying that thinking of doing. Okay. I've, I've had a lot of business <laughs> ideas. Uh, one was, I don't know if you know, but I was going to do a rent-a-grandma. I was going to hire grandmas to go do grandma That's things. That's true. And, uh, you know, it, like That's at the good. college That's or university. Solid. You know, some kids, they need grandmas, you know, and have a hire a grandma to do, do a, grandma things. Do a grandpa, the same thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Do you know how many grandpas and grandmas I see coming into Whiskey River to pick up food for, like, San Angelo to go or yeah. Grubhub or any of that crap? Yeah. Because they, they need a job. They need the extra income. Yeah, so that was one of my ideas. But my other idea. something to do. He was going to put his mom in it. That, well, I mean, that was going to easy. That's an easy hire right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, a man. great freaking idea. But so my next, my next Put them great on Angie's idea. list. <laughs> Take you to six flags for the right, day. Right, right. Grandpa Pete has four stars. I don't know yeah. if I like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, my next one is, um, you know, wine. Doing doing like a wine business, and not necessarily getting a winery, getting all doing all that. Buying wines, bottles of wine, and then putting my own label and saying that that's my wine company. Dude, you can do that all day long. All day long, right? All day long. They do that with everything. Just like everything. the guy that freaking pulls it out of the plastic and puts yeah, it in the paper. That's exactly puts his label the on it. It's stupid. He makes money at it. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. You don't have to have your own winery, go plant grape fields and things like that. Just find a, a winery that sells you bottles and just put your own label on it. And that's it. Yeah. That's 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 that was my idea right there. <laughs> Dude, do it. Yeah. Solid. Like, go for it. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. What's it going to cost you? A few bucks in labeling? Labels, exactly. And a mass, buy a good bit of product. Yeah. Buy a little bit of product. Try it. Right. And as long as you're breaking even, who gives a shit? You prove a point that it works. And as long as you can sell it, like you have a story behind it, that you can have something that's believable. Like, you know, this comes from an, a farm in West Texas that it's been worked on the field by a third generation Texan. You know, just people love I stuff mean, like that. I mean, speaking from a point of... From ethicalness, yeah. they're like at least make it true, goddamn. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's true somewhere. So there's there's got to be a farmer out there, third generation Texan. Yeah. You know, I'm just using their story yeah. right there. Your grandpa worked on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. Juanito, Juanito. <laughs> like, are we talking Texas pre-Texas? Like, <laughs> right, 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 right before before Texas was Texas. Yeah. <laughs> when there was a 
what was it? Aslan. Old Mexico. <laughs> yeah, Old Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, no, but I mean, there's so many different ideas that people could come up with, and you know, make a mu- so make some many. make a dollar off of it. You know, it's just different so little things. Many. Even people buying rocks and putting labels on them, like "Live, Laugh, Lot, Love." Pet rocks. The '70s, yes. bro. That was a whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, the um. Last uh, last time Fort Concho Christmas at or, or, old Fort Concho, somebody was selling rocks. They were nice, clean rocks, but they put stickers on there that said, you know, live, laugh, love, whatever, yeah. you know, all that stuff. The same shit you see the wall stickers. Twenty bucks, twenty bucks for that rock. And sold it. And Bill selling. They crazy. probably had forty cents on that sticker <laughs> and on that rock. Yeah, they just found the rock at the lake. Their hey, margins hey, were. Did you tell me your business adventure with the uh, with the control pearl? My control pearl. Yeah, oh. you're 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 gonna get it like the water. No, I don't remember. How do you not remember that? I have early onset Alzheimer's. Oh my god, dude! Tell okay. me about it. <laughs> he said that he was gonna go get water. He's going right. to make a snow globe out of oh, central water. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> no, I did have water. I found a snow globe and it was a it was a, at the tourist center here in San Angelo and yep. I guess it got it was so old that the water inside kind of got old and it was like it said San Angelo it had the mermaid in it and but it was dirty water but I thought it was, it was just like growing algae in yeah, it. Yeah, well I thought it's like really symbolic of San Angelo because San Angelo has dirty water. <laughs> and I was like that's what you could do is sell that all day long. That's the marketing that that the San Angelo water is dirty, but it's a snow globe. So you, can, you know, it's just—I thought it was That's genius. Bad. You know, I just thought it was—it was pretty cool. Yeah, but I don't know. It's—it takes—it takes a lot more than just a thought, right? It takes more of it, like no, we said, it just, drive. It just it takes, takes doing action. It. Number yeah. one thing is action. Yeah, just action. doing it. Yeah. Number two thing is money. A little bit of financing. Well, backing. how hard is it to get San Angelo water? No, no, no. But no, no, I'm just saying oh, just okay. that. But you gotta still buy the globe and everything else. But, I mean, that's the other thing I, a lot of people get scared of is the financing part, right? The, the money part. Where is this going to do? And then, like we said earlier in the right, show. So, so where that comes into, instead of doing a product. Sorry, guys. I'm eating here. No, you're fine. Instead of doing a product, you do a service. Yeah, yeah. Where you use your time and not your money. Cutting grass. I preach this. Cutting grass and cleaning houses. Yeah. You already got all the cleaning chemicals. Right. You've already got everything you need to clean a, da- a damn house at your house if you right. clean your house and you're not a nasty son of a bitch, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Go clean a house and shoot for $100 an hour. If you know it takes you... If you know it takes you an hour and a half to clean a 1,200-square-foot house... Then you know you need to charge 150 bucks to make 100 dollars an hour. Right. If it takes you an hour and a half. Yeah. Now you're gonna have chemical costs. You're gonna have driving costs. You're gonna have all that other stuff weighing on you. But if you're taking home 80 bucks an hour out of that 100 dollars an hour, yeah. and you were you were making 15 dollars an hour yesterday at your job, do you know what your right. life your your lifestyle change would exactly. be? Exactly. Dude, I can tell you when I moved from Florida and I moved to West Texas, I went making, I went from ten dollars and eighty six cents an hour to twenty dollars an hour. It was a godsend. I right. doubled my income, and I was able to work as much overtime as I wanted yeah. instead of working two ten dollar an hour right. jobs. Now I could work one job twice as much and get overtime. So I was getting twenty dollars an hour and thirty dollars an hour overtime. I doubled and then tripled my money. At the same damn job. 
Dude, go clean houses. Yeah. Shoot for shoot for eighty or a hundred bucks an hour and do it. Sell that. Cut grass. You got a house. You got a lawnmower. You got a weed eater. Go get you a leaf blower. These are small investments. Throw it in the bed of your truck. Dude, when I lived in Florida, me and my brother-in-law would cut grass out of a Ford Taurus. We'd throw the push mower in there. We'd throw. I bought one of those. Uh, no, it wasn't Ryobi. It was a white weed eater. It wasn't a steel or big name brand, but yeah. it was a cheap one. It had the blower attachment. It had the weed eater attachment. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we cut grass. And we made sod money that way, dude. Yeah. That's it, crazy. It's just I mean, little things, you know what I mean? It's just, just little, little things that we don't think of um, that, you know, and sometimes. No, it's just, a, I think that it, I think everybody knows it. They just don't do it. Right. Exactly. They'd you know rather I mean? go home, sit in bed, or, and or their pride, family guy. Or their pride doesn't let them do it. Dude. Right? Let me tell you what, if people let pride get in the way of, like, say, like, cleaning a house or cutting yeah. grass or, dude, being a pooper, scooper, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Dude, you're telling me that pride is getting in the way of you making good money, exactly. solid money? Because here's what else people don't realize. All right, so, like, cleaning houses, you're shooting for that 80, 100 bucks an hour or whatever it might be. Dude. All you got to do is start paying somebody 15, 20 bucks an hour to clean that house for you. Yeah. You're no longer cleaning houses. Exactly. You're making 40, 60 bucks an hour off of somebody cleaning houses for now you. Now you just got to get them to do now two houses. Now it's a multiplication problem. Yeah. yeah. How many people do I need cleaning houses to make 100 bucks, 1,000 bucks, right. whatever it is an hour that I want to make? Right. It, it's, it's just that. like your friend. It's like your friend. He's he's not painting anymore. He's not painting. Other houses. people are painting. I own a bar. I don't make anybody's drinks. Eric, yeah. you ever seen me make somebody's fucking drink at this bar? I've seen you wash some dishes. That's about it. Yeah, right? I like washing. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I find washing dishes <laughs> very therapeutic, yeah, and I will sure. wash dishes. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's, that's about it. That's about yeah, it. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, I no. will. I will wash dishes for the amount of money he makes. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Look at the motherfucker that owns the company, like Waste Management or whatever. Republic and all that, yeah. boo millionaire guy, man, yeah. right? Yeah. Or the CEO probably makes $30, $60, million a year of Waste Management. Yeah, and not even He's in the trash price. business, He's in the man. trash business. Exactly. Dude, I've got exactly. a friend that just started a plumbing business. I gave him a little job up here at Whiskey. He charged me $155 an hour yep. for nine hours. It was two grand. $2,300, something like that is what he charged me. And the half the stuff he was doing was just clean construction work. Yeah. But the other half, when he started taking pipes apart and rotten stuff was coming out of these pipes, and I started, I'm an electrician by trade. Right, right. I don't deal with yeah, that yeah. stuff. It's it, a whole different It ballgame. makes me gag. Yeah. This motherfucker's over here just doing it nilly willy, making 155 bucks an hour, not right. breaking a sweat. Right. right. Not right. even gagging. How many people out there make 155 bucks an hour? Exactly. I don't know very many. Everybody. This, this guy does. Yeah. He and does. he doesn't care if it's turds floating in it yep. or rotten shit in fucking pipes or if he's soldering clean pipes doing new construction. He's still making 155 bucks an hour. You know what right. happens next month when he hires a plumber and he pays that plumber 40 bucks an hour and he charges $155 an hour? He's still going to be making 40, 50 bucks an hour off that guy sitting at the house. Man, that's the thing. I, I mean, I went to... Everyone ha- tells you, you need to go to school. You need to go to school, do this. You need to do this. 
And now I'm like, dang, I should have gone to a trade. That's what I should have gone. And I know my uncle, he was an electrician also. He'd always tell us, you know, you should just go to trade school. Like when we were 16, 17 years old. And I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe so. But, um, you know, he, I wish I would have done it. I wish I would have gone to ele- be an electrician. Dude, that, that's what and, I want to do. And, man, that hits such a serious note for me because... Yeah. Dude, I'm a high school dropout. I didn't even make it to Christmas break my 10th grade year before wow. I dropped out. Yeah. I just had no patience for it. I was like, you want me to sit at this school for another two and a half years? Right. I'm not making any money. I was already working a 40-hour-a-week job. I was working every day after school, working Saturday and Sunday, 12 hours. Like, I was already making money. So, dropped out, and my mom talked me into going to college. Yeah. And I wanted to be an electrical engineer. I was like, I already do electrical work. Yeah. I want to be an Easy. engineer. That's yeah. where all the money's yeah. at. I go do that stuff. There was a lot of other issues there with, uh, like, the hurricanes that hit Louisiana right, back then right, in, right. like, 06, 04, those time frames. And um, there was a lot going on. And that, and I was 16 at college, like, not mentally or not mature enough in any form or matter to be living on my own going to college. I dropped out of that, too. But, dude, like, you don't have to go to college to make money. You have to, because a lot of people that go to college, what's the first thing they do when they get out of college is become an employee somewhere. Right. Yep. What's the next step from being an employee? It's called being self-employed. Right. All you do is create a job for yourself. I'm telling goes back to Robert Kiyosaki, fucking rich dad, poor dad. And then you become a business owner and then you become an investor. Right. So, like, you want to get to maximum amount of money, skip that employee step, go straight to self-employed. Right. Cut grass, clean houses, pay somebody else to cut grass, clean right. houses. Now you have a business. Because if you're doing the work, you're self-employed. You right. have a job. Yeah. You have to do that to get paid. Yeah. Now you have to figure out how to get somebody else to do it, pay them, and now you go get more jobs. Right. Now you have a business. See, that goes along. There's another thing that I was thinking. My brother, he's a roofer. That's all he does. He's a roofer. And I'm like, well, how can I make this into something like a business? So I can get contracts for him. I charge them. And then we sub subcontract the roofing or something like that. You know, you'd, be just a contract. You'd, you'd be the salesman. You'd yeah, be the sales rep. Yeah. Sell. Man, I've, uh, take our good friend Manny, man. That's what I started telling him months ago is, dude, like, go sell work. Don't yeah, do the work. work. Don't paint the houses. Don't nail the trim on. Don't do the floors. Don't do the fucking cabinets. Don't touch anything. Don't touch the material. Don't go pick up material. Just don't do the work. Go sell the job. Find somebody that'll do that house for $4.50 a square foot. Charge $5.50 a square foot. Make a dollar a square foot. It's a thousand square foot house. You just made a thousand bucks. That fucking easy. Do you got to know how to paint a house? No. Nope. Do you need to be able to look at it and say that's fucked up? Yes. Yeah. So you need a little bit of common sense. Dude's fucking killing it, man. Yeah. He's doing great. That's that's amazing, man. That's Dude, so knowledgeable, that man. So go go find somebody that needs a bathroom remodel. Measure it out. Hey, they need they want their they want their a, a walk-in shower, they want their floor redone, they want new cabinets, they want all this. Figure out what it's going to cost to do the job. Get prices from other people. Draw it out. Get measurements. Take it to these contractors. Yeah. Because a lot of these people that are tiling showers and shit like that, they're not sales guys. They no. they put towel up. They're, yeah, they're, they're towel they do. They're workers. Yeah. They're, workers. Yeah. they're self-employed. You go sell the job for them, mark it up a dollar a square foot, or if they charge two grand to do the job, 
Mark it up 500 bucks. Mark it up 700 bucks. Easy $700. You don't have to get material. Get good at contracts. Write down specifically what's going to be done and for how much. Right. You made 700, 500 bucks off that job. You didn't touch material. You went by and checked on it three or four times through the life of the job, and that's it. Like, you're golden, pony boy. Yeah. Dang, man. You didn't touch a fucking thing. That's crazy, man. I was doing that with my oil field business. Yeah. I was going out there bidding out work. The last job I did was a $3.2 million job. It was three amine plants and three sulfur plants. Now, the whole job itself was a little over $15 million, but my work-a-scope of actually fabricating, setting the plant and everything, not the equipment cost, but just setting that shit and building it was $3.2 million. Subbed every fucking ounce of the job out. Yeah. Now I was supposed to make around four hundred and fifty thousand. It was a ninety-day job. I still come out making almost two hundred grand because it was right in that time when COVID hit and the oil prices fell. Right. So we ended up having to do some settling there. I walked away with almost two hundred grand for ninety days of work. That's crazy. Uh, that's that's almost that's for some quarter. people ten ten years of work. So for yeah. some people, if you make ten bucks an hour, that is right mm-hmm. at ten years yeah. of work for you. Yeah, exactly. I did it in ninety days without touching a wrench. Now I did step in there and I did some startup stuff that yeah. I didn't have plans on doing, but I did it. That I was I was making over well over a thousand. I was making almost right. two thousand bucks a day, man. A little That's over two thousand bucks. Think of the shit. Like yeah. it was all right. I was literally watching thirty to sixty people do work all day long. Right. Then I, I used to do this same shit at at gas plants for midstream companies right. at an hourly rate. Yeah, at an hourly rate. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And That's then I started crazy. doing it for myself. Right. And like you said, like full circle, work for yourself. You know. That, that's, that's Shoot amazing. from the hip. Shoot from the Shoot hip. From the hip. Yourself. Go for it, baby. Let's go, yeah. baby. Man, man unless you're been... talking about maybe babies. But oh, don't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what. That's what. That was my next question gonna ask. I was like, Oh, okay. What was the craziest thing that's ever happened to you in this bar, right? Dude. But it's not in, necessarily in the bar that's ever happened to you, right? Probably the most craziest one of the crazi- situation. The craziest thing this year was the maybe baby situation. <laughs> he had a maybe baby. A I don't maybe, know what that is. A maybe baby. Let's just tell you the story here. Blow some smoke and a mirage, and let's go back right. in time here for a second. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's rewind two years ago. Right. The summer of two years ago, 2020. Yeah, 2020. I'm down on the coast. I'm flipping a house, and... No, yeah, so I was doing all that oil field stuff. It was 2020. So after the the spring of 2020 when the oil crashed, that's when it all crashed, right? Yeah. So after all that crash, I was like, fuck, I got to replace some income. So I go down there, and I'm, I'm building a house down on the coast or rebuilding a house. It's in Sinton, Texas. I picked this Shout house out. out. This town is like 4,000 people big. Yeah. They're building America's largest steel plant. In America, in all of the Americas, in Sinton, wow. Texas, in a town four thousand people. Yes, it's on the coast. It's fifteen minutes to the bay, like to the closest part of the bay. Yeah, forty-five minutes to Rockport, forty-five minutes to Corpus. Yeah, it's perfect prime location. There's not any houses in this town. No. I buy one. I turn it around. I rebuild it. it. Took me ninety-one days to do the project, but in this time, I met some ladies while I was down there. Some ladies. <laughs> some ladies. This one lady in Pacific. We'll call her Coastal Chick. Coastal 
Chicks. CC. So, CC for Corpus Christi Coastal <laughs> Chick. <laughs> Me and Coastal Chick, we go out. We have a weekend of fun. Great fun. We had a great time. Enjoyed each other's company. Pound town. Boom. She goes off, does whatever she does. A month goes by. Haven't seen her. Haven't heard from her. I'm off doing my thing, meeting right. other lovely ladies of the coast. Coastal chick hits me back up. Hey, what are you doing? Nothing much. What are you doing? Let's go hang out. We hang out. We do stuff. We hang out all weekend just like we did the other weekend. Pound Everything's town. great. Pound town. Fast forward three months, or the end of my project, I'm on my way, I'm back up in West Texas, she hits me up and she's like, hey, I'm like, hey, she's like, can you still make babies? And I'm like, hell yeah, I can still make babies. Yeah, you know you, you want to go out of space? Yeah, let's go, baby. And she's like, well, I'm pregnant. And I was like, well, I mean, oh, oh, I, I, I can't make babies. Oh, I didn't see that Only coming. when the full moon Hold is up. out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talk her options over. We go over everything. At this point in time, she's going to keep the baby. She goes to another doctor appointment. She's three months pregnant, going on four months. And she she calls me. She's like, hey, they changed the due date. This baby is not your baby. Wait, wait, wait. wait. But before all that, this is when you own the bar. No, I, not, not, I hadn't bought the bar, the bar yet. yet. I okay. hadn't bought the bar yet. All this right. is this is still 2020. I bought the bar in March of 2021. Okay, all I had right. My dates earlier. Earlier when I was talking about oil crash and all that, that was really 2020. Okay. And that's why I was down on the coast. I was just buying real estate all over Texas, flipping it, trying to make money. Right. So crazy story. Boom! Here I am. She's like, "This is your baby." She goes back to the doctor for a checkup at like four months pregnant. She calls me. She's like, hey, look, don't worry about it. It's not your baby. They changed the due date. It can't be yours. I know who that sucker is. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I got this figured out. It's the not yours. The lie determined that she's was a like, lie. She's like, you are free. Woom. Woom. Yeah. This shit's been on me for 30 fucking days. Oh, wow. That's got to be a lot of weight fast, on shoulders. Fast forward yeah. to this year in January. And, uh, dude. She hits me up out of the blue. Well, now this baby is one years old. And she says, hey, so, like, this baby's really He's not yours. growing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really short, guys. Yeah. I'm, like, five foot yeah. six and small <laughs> The baby's short still. <laughs> so, so this chick, coastal chick, hits me up, and she's like, hey, so, like, um, this is your baby. And I'm like, all right, well, what makes you say that? You told right. me it wasn't. Yeah. Like, you've had this baby for a year, and you're just figuring out that it's not whoever's. She's like, well, I'm Mexican. My husband is Mexican. Oh, husband. Yeah, she had a husband at the time. Oh, you oh. hood rat. Oh, yeah, big hood rat. She also had four other kids. Oh, Sancha. Very beautiful girl, man. Cool chick to hang out with. You know, I only knew her for two weekends, right? Oh, yeah. So she hits me up. She's like, look, I'm Mexican. My husband's Mexican. This baby come out white with blue eyes. Oh, I'm a white boy with blue eyes. <laughs> so are you sure you're not Spanish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she, she goes, look, I cannot keep this baby. I've got four other babies. And it's just me and all five of these babies. She's like, you're well off. You do good for yourself. I know it. She's like, come get this baby. Don't ever bring them back. His name yeah. is Niklaus. Niklaus. Yeah. Niklaus. Little, yeah, we call him. Yeah, we call him little Nicholas. Niklaus. Yeah. 
She's like, don't ever bring them back. I don't Dang. ever want to see them again. Come get them. If not, I'm taking them to foster care. Oh, my God. Wow. I was like, all right. This is on a Friday. So I, I asked one of my bartenders, or she's a manager also. I asked one of my managers slash bartenders, hey, can I borrow your car in the morning? I got to drive to Corpus. Go get this baby, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and she is like, what? Everybody's just surprised. And I have to tell everybody because I'm yeah. going to get this baby and I can't just show back up with a fucking one-year-old. Yeah. His, yeah. His, birth, his birthday his is like junior. in a week or yeah, something. Yeah, He's junior. So I go get little Niklaus. Drop all the way down there. I haven't seen this chick in two years. Yeah. Supposedly I have this one-year-old with her. Yeah. And she just hands this baby over, hands me the car seat, the diaper bag, and the toy bag. And no title. Nice of her. <laughs> no, 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 nothing. No title. All I've got is screenshots of the messages oh, to protect shit. me at this point in okay. time. Okay. All right. And I'm like, dude, this I don't know what the hell's going on, but if I didn't go get this baby, it was going into foster care, yeah, and I would have, have to fight to go yeah. and get this kid that so might be my kid. It's way easier just to get it. Yeah. It's way easier yeah. just to go get this kid. Hell yeah. Boom. I go get him. I drive him back. We get back to San Angelo Saturday night at like midnight or okay. 1 o'clock in the morning. The yeah, bar's packed. Driving? It's popping. We just walk into the bar with a baby <laughs> yeah. through the back door. The bartenders go crazy. The baby Everybody goes, goes to, crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. Everybody goes crazy because everybody knew and they were waiting for this baby. They're all texting me all fucking day long. It's a six-hour drive yeah. down there, six-hour drive back. Twelve hours. Let's go, yeah, baby. It was 12 hours. I left at 1130. I literally spent 30 minutes getting gas, food, and changing the baby's diaper and picking <laughs> the baby up from the mom. All right. That hey. was the whole trip. And six hours there, six hours back. And, dude, everybody's going crazy. They're texting me all day about the baby baby. And that's on a Saturday. Well, Monday morning, I go get a I go get a test. I go and I pay for the one where the judge stamps it and everything. It was like three hundred something bucks. Right. They're like, it'll take three to five days to get back. And I'm like, okay, cool. When do we go to the Mori Povich show? That's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So here I am sitting here with this maybe baby yeah. all week long. I'm a bar owner. Dude. I have two other kids. They stay with their mom for the most part at yeah. this point in time. <laughs> I'm living a bachelor life. I play golf every day. Right, right, right. I stay at the bar till 2 o'clock in the morning. I sleep like three or four hours. I have all kinds of lady friends and ladies of the night, and I just partied up. This is my year off. This is that whole year I told you I took off. I just partied, and I worked on the bar. Hell, yeah. So she she comes up like on a Wednesday or whatever to check on the baby, and I'm like, you said never to let you see this baby again, and you're just like all of a sudden popping up in San Angelo but, to see your kid. I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, can we back up like real quick? Yeah, back it up. Back I remember up. you saying you had some pictures, like you were like really invested in this baby for like a little bit, right? Yes. He was invested in this baby, like, like we had customers looking over. Now, I'm not going to say we because I'm not part of the business. <laughs> you, got the, you got the stepdaddy yeah. over here. <laughs> Dude, everybody was, held there, this baby. There was, there, was, there was babysitters along the bar side. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was him. You, you even took a picture with the baby like as if it was your actual kid. No, yeah. Like, this baby, like, looked even to a point looked like me. <laughs> He's looking like me. Like, I'm pulling up pictures right now. Dude, that is fucking amazing. Like, I got videos and stuff of this baby. Yeah. Dang. Like she's yeah. like, this is your baby. This is your baby, right? And she comes up here and 
she shows this up on that real. Wednesday. Yeah, like, yeah. This baby was with me. Eric has seen this baby. Yeah, I've Eric seen the has baby. held this baby at one point in time. <laughs> so the mom comes to San Angelo. Comes to San Angelo on a Wednesday. I still don't have the test results back. She just pops up, like I'm checking on my baby. And I'm like, you said never let yeah, you see yeah. this baby again. Yeah, yeah. You can't see this baby. Next again. thing I know, me and the mom starts hooking up again. Oh, you and the mom start hooking up after four babies? Bro, I was a hoe. She was a hoe. You're right. You're right. (laughs) You know, hoe plus me equals home. (laughs) (laughs) Two two hoes don't make a right. (laughs) No, they don't. (laughs) But it just makes a home. (laughs) It makes a home. So... And then she stays with me all the way until Friday. And I'm like, where are your other kids? What are you doing about your job? Like, what about all of this? And she's not doing a goddamn thing. Hell and no. over these three days, I put it together. Like, she is just looking for somebody that's, like she said, well off. Or not well yeah. off, but, like, yeah. better off than she is Hell with yeah. five kids as a single mom. Hell yeah. And uh, the test results come back on Friday morning. Not my kid. Oh my god! The story of the maybe baby. So she's like, "Well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna, what do? You gonna do? What do you mean? What am I gonna do? What are you gonna yeah, do? This is your baby." I was like, "I was like, look," like, and I told kid. her, "I was like," and I told her, and I, I was like that. And I had a lot of that like me in me, but I was like, you know, over this week, I thought this was my kid. Hell I was yeah. attached. I yeah. was. Dude, I was glued. Me and this baby hung out every day, all day long. Dude, I was bringing him up to the bar till 10 o'clock at night. He was eating habanero mango wings like a fucking grown man. He was drinking beer. Dude, I put him on the payroll. He had a W-2. He had good credit. (laughs) He had good credit. He was half white. Half good, right? He had half good credit. It was like a 680. 680 will get you a lot of places, bud. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. dude, for real, I got attached to this kid, dude. Everybody at the bar got attached. Everybody bought him clothes, bought him toys. I had oh, a whole yeah. house full of baby clothes and toys by the end of this seven-day venture with this Dang. kid. <laughs> and it wasn't even my Man. kid. And I told her, I was like, I'm just trying to baptize him. <laughs> I told this lady, I was like, I was this girl, Coastal Chick. I was like, there's no way I was the only white guy you slept with. Uh Look at Victoria over here looking at me like hey, about the, she knows hey, all about the baby. Hey, you like baby. five minutes. We're gonna put you on. What? We're gonna put you on okay. in five minutes. Hell yeah, let's go. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Get your get that manly voice ready. <laughs> man, that that's a crazy story, man. That, yeah, that's dude. like oh, only you, I guess, right? Only you, dude. Only me, man. Only I have you. all kinds of weird ass stories like that. But yeah, dude, that was the story of the maybe baby. And so she's like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? This is your baby. So I told her, I was like, look, you've got two options at this point. I said, A, you take him back with you and you find out who his dad is and you do right by the kid. I said, or you leave him here with me. I'll adopt the kid and you forget about him. Right. I was like, that's it. You can come to his birthday parties. You can see him a couple of times a year. But I said, as far as having even any say-so of how he's raised or anything, you fucking forget about him. If you leave him here with me, he becomes my son. Right. Wow. I said, he is not my son, but, like, I will adopt him. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you guys I said, are... he will do way better with me than with you. Yeah. And she decided to take the kid back. Right. Oh. And then all of a sudden, she had a boyfriend from that time frame, besides the husband, who was also a Mexican guy with brown eyes, brown hair, and brown skin. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, 
How the fuck does that equate to a, a white baby with blue eyes? Yeah. You both have brown hair, brown well, skin, mix, brown Y'all mix sperm. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet we oh, were. <laughs> you tunnel buddy, you. Yeah, he Eskimo'd brother me. I ain't even mad Eskimo at him. <laughs> You're not even mad at him. <laughs> That's your, your step-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That is so But she funny. told everybody down there that was my baby, and that's her story, and she's sticking to wow, it, that yeah. it's my kid, and that I fucked up the yeah, test, and yeah, I lied on you're, the you're test. A, you're a deadbeat dad. Oh, so dad. She, she said all that? Yeah, she swears up and down it's still my kid to the wow, day. What and a I'm like, whore. I got a test. I got to judge this stamp it. <laughs> yeah. It cost me over 300 bucks. <laughs> like, I'm not lying on this shit. If it's my kid, I want everything to do with the kid, and I'd rather you not have anything to do with it. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, man. Whore number two. Whore number two. <laughs> Can I call her a whore, bud? That's fine by me, bud. Whore. Well, man, Dirty hamster. This, this has been a very, very educational <laughs> podcast, man. Especially oh, yeah. for business, personal life, getting to know you. Man, I, and I, I said it over and over again. I know we just touched the tip of the iceberg of who, what makes... Uh, uh, Richard his his slip right his slip hey slip he slipped on a pile of hay (laughs) so we get to that point of this podcast that we um, you know kind of wrap it up but we have 10 questions that we always ask our guests this was like two hours but it's already two hours yeah it's been two hours and so um, we're gonna get to this and uh, we're just gonna go he's gonna ask a question I'm gonna ask a question it may not have anything to do with your bar scene. Just, just random questions. Go so, for it. You could go. So I'll go first. This is what I always ask everyone first. Um, how do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered by what I left my kids to do. It goes back to that better the next generation. Right. I want to leave my kids with other options than the options I had. If they want to go to school, go to college, become an engineer or a veterinarian or whatever their passion might be, they could be. They might want to go to school for film, yeah. but if they don't want to go to school and they want to do something else, I want to leave them the option to be able to do that. And that's what I want to be remembered by is by my kids and that I bettered that next generation. Oh, amazing. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't give a shit about what anybody else thinks as long as my kids say, hey, man, that guy did right by us. Hell yeah. How about your stepkid? Oh, the, the baby, the baby, baby, bro. How about him? Address him by his name. <laughs> <laughs> what would his name be? Did you even get a name for him? No, his Nicholas. name was Nicholas. I know, but I mean, like, did you ever nickname him? Like, ever give him a nickname? No, I only knew the little cracker for five <laughs> fucking cracker. days. <laughs> it's a half a cracker, sir. <laughs> yeah, half cracker. He was a saltine cracker in the Ritz cracker. <laughs> a little light skin. Question number two. So uh, one of my favorite things about this bar ever, right, is that it's slowly, slowly having uh, Mexican DJs and whatnot. But how do you really feel about cumbias, sir? I love cumbias. I'm not too fond of Tejana. I cannot (laughs) dance to the Tejana. I can two-step, I can cumbia all motherfucking night long. But you put something Tejana on and I try to dance with a Mexican girl to that shit, I cannot do it. (laughs) Cannot, my guy. That's rough. That's a rough. That's rough. I'm going to teach you. Okay. I'm a good dancer. Question number three. What is your favorite drink? Oh. I mean, overall, number one go-to right now in my life is an ultra. But this week, and it depends on what I'm doing, time of the year and everything, but, like, if I've been performing physical labor, a seven and seven is my go-to. Yeah. I've been drinking seven and seven since I've been remodeling that house said i just took a whole year off from doing anything productive really yeah 
So now I'm back to remodeling houses, throwing a hammer, you know, slinging the hammer, doing all that kind of shit. So I'm back on my seven and sevens. But any given day of the week, any time of the day, you can hand me an ultra and I will not be mad at you. There you go. There you <laughs> nice. go. Who right now is got to be your, um, I guess, a mentor or either an idol? Oh, man, I just don't have one right now. Dude, Richard Hayslip himself. He just looks in the mirror. Dude, so I always had the uncles that I looked up to. They always worked for themselves. Yeah. But, like, after a certain... And I never grew up with a father, you know, in the household. So I never had that father figure. I just had people I watched. Yeah. But after a certain point in time, man, I just... It's YouTube, like, is my father figure. Nice. Is my mentor. Like, whatever go. information yeah. I can find there is yeah. what I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one thing, and I'll, I'll hit on that. It's real close to home for me is, like... I always wanted a mentor. I've always searched for a mentor, but I always just had to find it online. Right, right. So anytime I get a chance to like mentor a younger person or anybody wanting to take a step in a different direction or in the same direction I'm going, I'm like, hey, dude, this is what I did. Here's how I did it. Here's all this information that took me years and years to learn, and I'm going to regurgitate it to you in 30 seconds. Blah. Take Shout out, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube up. University. That's my daddy. <laughs> you go on vacation. Where Where is the ultimate spot that you said, that's where I want to go on vacation? What's a vacation? Oh, and that's a true businessman right there. Because I know a lot of business people that say, I have never haven't been on vacation I'm forever. i two little length, like maybe not so short answers real quick. Okay. A, sacrifice your 20s. Don't take vacations. It's all bullshit. If you sacrifice your 20s and maybe a couple of years into your 30s, the rest of your life will be so much better because that $2,000 to $10,000 you spent on a vacation was an investment that you could have made that would make you more money that when by the time you're 45, you don't have to work anymore. Part two to that answer is when I turn 45 and my daughter graduates high school, I'm buying a sailboat and I'm going to sail around the world. There you go. So that's what I'm saving for. I want to go to the French Polynesia Islands. Like, no, do you know about the French Polynesia Islands? Oh, you asked the right question to the right person. No, no, I don't. Is it in France? It's, in the, it's, like in, it's over in the Pacific. It's, it's islands in the Pacific. Oh, yeah, Polynesia. Further, yeah, Polynesian islands. Yeah, further yeah. west of Hawaii. They're beautiful. They're the most beautiful islands in the world. Wow. And there's like a thousand of these little islands that you can, you can spend a lifetime going to each one searching them. Wow. Yeah. It's better than the Caribbean. It's better than all that. It's better than Hawaii. There's a thousand of these little beautiful islands. The climate's perfect all year round. And you can just spend your entire life going island to island, island hopping. Dang. And that's it. Dang. That's, that's all I want. Sweet. That's the life right there. Salt life, baby. Salt, salt life. life. Not salty salt life. life. That's salty. Oh, yeah. Question number five. Okay. I, I always like to ask my, uh, my guests this, but when was the last time you fell? When was the last time I Like fell? slip and fall. No, yeah, yeah. Slip and fell, fell, fell hard. Dude. Not too long ago, man. Probably. It always happens this way. Probably like last year or sometime. I don't, I can't remember. No, it was this year. I probably fell walking from the truck into the house drunk one night a few yeah. times. Because <laughs> I've, no, I got it right now for you, bro. This is the best one you've ever heard. I swear to God. Let's go. I go home from Whiskey River one night. Hell yeah. I was way, way far gone. I wouldn't know why. Don't know. Don't know how I got home, but I get home. And I'm stripping down, 
butt I sleep butt naked, lights off, fan on. Hell yeah. Just a sheet. Cold. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I did this swan dive into the bed, but I landed in between the bed and the TV on the fucking floor. <laughs> Face plant. Swan dive? Oh yeah. I wow. swan dived this motherfucker. Wow. You and Greg Luganist it. Dude, and I was not even yeah. on the bed. I, w- I, I face planted the fucking floor, <laughs> bounced up like six inches, and hit it again. Yeah. It oh, hurt. Yeah. Awesome. Hell it yeah. didn't just physically hurt. Yeah. My pride hurt yeah. for yeah. days. <laughs> In my own house. In your nice. own house. Yes. And you were the only one that saw it. The only oh, one. You, know, you and, felt and it. Still only one that lived back. through it, that saw it, that even knows about it. Now That's the whole world. <laughs> now, the whole world. Now, uh, now at least 60,000 people know about it. <laughs> Question number six. We jump into your car, turn on the radio. What's what's gonna, What's gonna? the first thing that we're going to listen to? You're going to hear one of three things. Kings of Leon. All right. Uh, Shout out Jesus. Yeah. Zach Bryan bands or... Yeah, that Texas Red Dirt. Man, that third one's going to be hard, what you might hear, dude. It'll probably be something 90s-style. You might get the Wallflowers. Oh, you might, okay. You one might get Sublime. Three okay. Marlenas? Talk oh, to me, baby. Hey, <laughs> You're going to get something from hey, the 90s, nice. though. Go. You're either going to get that Texas Red Dirt, Kings of Leon, or 90s. Or Matchbox 20. Yeah, you get some matchbox. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Hell no. Yeah, there you go. Hell no. Question number seven. All right. So, I got to know. I, I, I come here pretty often, right? But who's your favorite employee here? Ooh, I got to know. Everyone's, everyone's got a favorite kid, you know, and I don't want to ask you that. Wrong. Yeah, I don't want to ask you that, but who's your favorite employee right now as we stand? Well, I have to say, me and Faye are like sister and brother, my yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Faya goes a long way around here. Dude, interesting story about Faya. The Tory, whenever she came to work here, we have a mutual friend, Jose, the sound guy, light guy. You know who I'm talking about, Yeah, 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 yeah. I asked him, I was like, dude, I need a door guy. He's like, all right, I got somebody, I got somebody. I'll, I'll send them your way. And I was like, okay. He said, send them your way. And I was like, okay, send them your way. Not him, not her. Here comes Tori. Built like a linebacker. Yeah. Comes walking in to interview for the fucking door guy position. Number 55. (laughs) 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 She was sitting up at the bar top here to interview for that. I walk right past her thinking she's just a customer. I'm waiting for this fucking door guy to come in, right? (laughs) I'm waiting waiting for a fucking linebacker in this bitch. I walk into the office where I have two female managers and they're like, what the fuck, Richard? Are you just hiring pretty girls to be the fucking door guy? They jump my ass, and I'm like, hey, first off, you don't talk to me like that. Uh, yeah, I'm the owner. I'll punch I'm you the right owner. in the face. Yeah. And they were like, that's her. And I was like, there's like two people sitting out there, and I'm like, one of them's an everyday customer. Like, we just <laughs> opened up. I walk outside, and it's Tori, and I'm like, hey, so like, I'm not going to hire you as a door guy, but I'll definitely hire you as a waitress. Right. And that's how there she got go. her start at Whiskey. She's been here that's ever awesome. since. Hell yeah. That's awesome. That you know, awesome. she's a, I don't know if you know this or not, but she's a really important piece of this uh, pie you got going on here. Oh, yeah. A she's lot of people come huge. and visit her. You know what I mean? You're absolutely she's right. She's fucking funny. I love All her. Right. Question number eight. Is this um, me? Huh? Oh, no, no. It's you. 
It's eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even. Okay. Good. Okay. Question number eight. He called this place Whiskey River. What was the second choice? Well, I bought the place, so it was Whiskey River Saloon and Chuck Wagon okay. when I bought it. Okay. I chopped off the Saloon and Chuck Wagon and just yeah. called it Whiskey River because anytime you say you're going to Whiskey River, you just say you're going to Whiskey. Yeah. Nobody yeah. ever says Saloon. they're going the whole, to Whiskey whole River place, Saloon right. Chuck Wagon. Yeah. It's always every, anytime I ever heard about the place or I started, and I never heard about the place until I looked into fine. Yeah. And I had mutual friends here in Angelo, lady friends of the night. Hell yeah. <laughs> and they just referred to it as whiskey. And I'm like, right. all right, cool, let's go look at it. Like, I'm looking at Bonnet. Let's go check it out. Let's go. Yeah. Lo- and I looked at it for three months before, you know, before I bought it. Right. And that's, so I just chopped it down to Whiskey River. And that's it. All right. All right. Is there any other names that you may, ha- may have thought about changing it to? Little Sweets place. Little, Little Sweets. sweets. Little go. Sweets. Sounds like I'm, something out of Houston, Texas. I'm glad you kept that whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sweet one. <laughs> yeah. Question number nine. All right. If you were not an entrepreneur, you were not a business owner, what would you what would you think that you would do with your adult life? Well, I was an electrician, so I'd probably still be an electrician. Still making that money, but I wanted to be a commercial fisherman when I moved to Florida. Also, oh, see, yeah. that's what I'm talking about right now. I wanted to go pull fish nets. I was down for that life, bro. Yeah, yeah, that salt life. I was all about it. Put me on a boat. Let me reel up some fucking scrimpy scrimps, man. Make you a scrimp pole boy. Whatever, yeah. dude. I was down for that life. Hell yeah, that's a that's a that's a cool little outtake. You know what I mean? That's like another shoot from the hip idea. Yeah, but I mean, I I, taught, I did tile work, electrical work, built houses, like all of that construction. And that was it. That's all I ever did was construction. I, I need you to run an else. outlet in my house. Is that okay? Yeah, I can do that for <laughs> you, right, my cool. guy. Question number 10. Who, who's one, what's one story from this whole bar scene, or the, the bar grill and the social aspect of it, that really hits you to your heart and makes you say, this is why I do this? All right, so it's a staff story. So I normally wear like a golf golf outfit. I normally have black pants on or khaki pants on with a polo type shirt on. You know, three buttons in the front, the collar around it. I came into work one night and I was wearing a blue shirt with black shorts and my tennis shoes on. One of the servers shows up in black shorts and a blue polo shirt. I'm like, all right, cool, hey man, nice outfit, looks just like mine. She's like, thanks. She's and I was like, like cool, <laughs> cool story, bro. The next server shows up with the same fucking shorts and shirt, <laughs> and I was like, the fuck's going on here? Y'all go on a shopping party? The third employee shows up for the night shift, the same shirt and shorts. All twelve employees that night wore the oh, same sad. shirt, shorts. And a pink Whiskey River hat, which I always wear a pink or white hat. Right. They all wore the same clothing as me. Because I wear the same shit almost every fucking right. day. Yeah. Yeah. Today I'm a little bit out of uniform. I've been painting, I've been doing that right. kind of yeah. shit. But yeah, I wear the same shit all the time. It's like watching an episode of Family Guy when I walk in. I got the same color <laughs> shorts, the same color shirt. Yeah. It's always a blue and black short combo. Wow, and they wore that, and that's what that's what push that's what gets me through every single fucking day. 
is the staff here, man. The staff, the people. Y'all, y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all are seriously like a little family. Dude, we were like a family. Any of these girls or guys could call me up with a problem. I'd right. be there, or I can call them up with a problem. Just even just to talk, man. We don't care. Right. And we bust each other's balls like you would not believe. Oh yeah. I'll tell the girls that they need to go shave their mustache. They'll make a <laughs> yeah. they'll make a fucking short joke at me or dude, yeah. we bust each other's balls like nobody's business. Yeah, there are some serious HR complaints, but I just <laughs> right. I just push them off in push, the trash. Push them in the trash. Yeah, there you go. Well, well, do you have any extra? No, I just no. This has been a blast. Uh, I had fun getting to know you uh, from a personal level. I know we talk all the time, but never on a on a note like this. So. Dude, on the on the next one, we're not gonna have to talk so much business and just there bullshit. Yeah. We didn't Dude. get to the bullshit yeah, till like the last yeah, twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But well, this is still fun, you know. Yeah, uh, I had a blast. I, yeah, I get to know you from a little different perspective. That you know, normally that I hang out with you there on the little at the corner, you know. And uh, wait, do y'all see the ex-wife in here anywhere? Is no, no, in she's. I think she's done. She I left. Think, I think she left you again, bud. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah, you are. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Yeah, giving thank you. you. The, giving Guys, the insights. It was a blast. How can people find you? Uh, maybe give it like a Facebook uh, they page. They can find or? me on Facebook. I'm like the only Richard Hayslip in the world. It's yeah. H-A-Y-S-L-I-P, like you slipped on a bottle of hay. It's not yeah. very many of us yeah, out there. Nah. You'll find me. That's awesome, man. Well, but uh, is there, is, I don't know, I cannot remember, but is there a Facebook for the There's Whiskey a Facebook River? for Whiskey River yeah. Saloon in San Angelo, Texas. You'll find us there. There's also an Instagram. I don't know how to work the Instagram, but I know how to work Facebook because yeah. it came out when I was in college exactly. when I was 16. <laughs> That's right, exactly. And that was so. the only way you can get on there is if you was in college. Yeah, so. exactly. exactly. Got the same got the same page find me i'm whiskey, there whiskey river oh, that's man. right san angelo texas oh yeah there you go easy you have any final words of- no i really don't i had a good time uh it was fun getting like i said getting to know richard and uh for him to be on our show i mean like i said it was a, it was a blast the we whole show it. started off with the maybe baby story yeah. i told eric <laughs> <the other night>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah shout out to the maybe baby yeah, yeah. Shout that's out. Right. hope you're doing good out there in the klaus the klaus the klaus it's a very Mexican name. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we appreciate everyone that continues to listening to our show. Thank you for making us a part of your week, a part of your life. Um, well, shout out to everyone across the world, across the United States, and across Texas, and especially here in San Angelo. For real, shout out to you. Um, we'll be back next week. Shout out to Chino, Chino wherever you are. I know. So Hopefully he was next be week. Here. Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week, guys. Later. My name is Daniel. I'm easy. Oh, Peace go ahead, out, Richard. Guys. I'm a little sweet. <laughs> yeah, a little hey, sweet. Hey, but you know what? We should always do this too. You have a shout out that you want to give out before we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have Dude, a shout I out? shouted out to uh, the Boys and Girls Club. There you go, oh, of man. America, man. Uh, making making uh, fatherless kids into grown little yeah. people. Grown yeah. little people. <laughs> Just a quick note. You know, I always get some kids to come up and they talk to their friends. They're like, "Man, this guy was like my dad. He he showed me all the how to play football, basketball." And I'm like, oh, that's why I did that. That 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 really touched my heart. But anyways, we appreciate everyone continuing to listen to our show. We'll see you next week. Later. Peace. Peace.